figure I'll start streaming now. Man, I'm going to have to keep changing my name back and forth in this Discord. Looks like we're just missing the guest of honor. Holding a dramatic pause. <laughs> Did you see my DM, Ivan? Oh, yes. Uh, sorry about that. I'm just getting back. No, nah, it's all good. I figured. <clears throat> I asked Rob for the information, but he was being a lazy DM and said he has to prep for session one. So that's commendable. <laughs> I wish I could say that sometime. <laughs> Instead of doing my little bidding, I guess. Whatever. You know, I just realized today just popped into my head. You guys ever watch that? Uh, like puppet, yeah, damn it! Looks like, like you know, go like first. Sister puppets, the dinosaurs show when you were a kid. Mm -hmm. Like live action. Not the you know mama. Yep. That had, that season finale, like the show finale, was incredibly fucking depressing. I'm just, I was just like going over it in my head, and it's like, holy shit, that was a kid show. Well, they are dinosaurs. 
I mean, I, I, mean, I kind of know the ending already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it makes spoilers. Sense. Holy shit! So I just remember like it flashed into my head for whatever reason that last episode was like everything was dark and everyone was dying and shit. It's like holy shit! So I had to exit your fucking like family friendly show. One of the episodes had a guy hooked on drugs. The little spike things instead of steroids. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Late 80s, early 90s was Wild West of television, man. Certainly was. Raggle Rock and Dinosaurs and R Rocco's Modern Life and Ren and Stimpy on Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. Yeah. That was the Wild West. <laughs> it was. About years ago was probably the Golden Age. <laughs> I'm wondering what the hell we're living in now. Because... Two top long expected fantasy shows that have just come out. Ooh, yeah. Sorry not, if you're looking. Not really rocking my world. I mean, one is definitely better than the other, but. Yeah, I'm probably going to watch the Game of Thrones one just for Matt Smith because I love Matt Smith. Pretty much. But, I mean, I'm not going to guess why you love Matt Smith, but I'm also going to guess that. Not for his best show. Probably not. <clears throat> Who is fucking awesome in uh, The Crown? Prince Philip. Oh no, I love him for Harry Potter, obviously. <laughs> All 30 seconds screen time. You should check that out. He's really good. I may. Is the new Game of Thrones, are there new, it's new showrunners, I assume? Oh, yeah. Okay. I've been meaning to check that out. I've just still got such a bitter taste in my mouth. I've watched every show of it. It's just entertaining. Yeah. Picking up. It's sort of taking its sweet time picking up, but uh, I guess it's just a hard act to follow. Right. Yeah. Is it based on GRM's writings, or is it its own thing? Yeah, it's based on a sort of prequelish thing that he wrote okay. about the Alcyon days of the Targaryen dynasty. Cool. But I mean, I think it was. I think the thing that he wrote was kind of very vague, especially around the edges. I mean, kind of like the appendices of Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. You're going to base a show on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah I hear a lot of mixed things about that show. Apparently it's very stunning to look at, though. Yeah, and I think like a lot of people were pretty impressed with that in the first two episodes, but like the second two ground to a halt, and the dialogue, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear. Bad. Good afternoon, everyone. Afternoon, sir. Hi, Rob. Hello. <laughs> oh boy. Twelve-step program meeting. So, we're gonna start something uh, a little new today, I guess. Seems so. Seems so. So. Are we expecting Dune Worms? 
as a suggestion. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past you if you start exploding a bunch of shit and start attracting some things. Is it true that whoever controls the spice controls the world? Uh, sadly, no. Oh, okay. I don't think that's, don't think that's the case. You could definitely try to get a spice. Could meet the meat man. The meat Eel. man. The eel. Yeah, that would be pretty cool if there was spice there. <laughs> Beer is the mind killer. If anyone has any other questions, um, or if not, we can get started. I do. I kind of want to change classes to a bard. Can I do that quick? There's always that. There's a wizard on D and D Beyond. Just, uh, you just hear just a sudden explosion coming from inside <laughs> the ship for unknown reasons. <laughs> um, however. I don't think now is the time to backtrack anything for now. Yes, yeah, it's bullshit, you're right. However, if I am perfectly clear and everyone can hear me, we can get started. Hear you loud and clear. It is the year 1484 ER. And after the countless efforts of the frontier, it seems that after a slight backdraw of multiple lives at stake, it seems that a new call of a wave, a second wave, has been called out to those who are lucky or unlucky enough to find it. A summons has found all five of you, by personal means or by intention, on the small ship known as the Cricket. The ship itself, captained by Racket, Pirate Hunter, has done its third year of travel across the Western Seas towards the new frontier land known as Esrena. After countless contact with the natives, it seems that all contact has either been hostile or a means of material end. There is no truce or any sign of deal to be made. However, the recent discovery of a new compound of cannon rock has the lands of Faerun and its king, Azarian IV, interested in its new compound of explosive measures that could entail a new era. It is now, after the first few months of your travels, that we slowly begin to build a slight bond between some while adrift between others. It is where we begin our tale slowly coming down to the guest quarters of the crickets. The soft sound of the waves echoing across each of the rooms as the open windows bring in the salt air. A human in stature slowly begins to rustle from his singular bed. The empty ones beside him seem to have been 
inflamed, yet there is no one there to clean up. The constant dreams of your family, soft voice echoing out into your mind as you slowly begin to stir. Ivan, would you like to describe your character, please? Sure. So I am. Dark aspected human, medium height, about five and a half feet tall. Uh, the thing that jumps out about me immediately is that I wear these long, loose fitting robes and a white turban on my head. Um, I have two swords strapped to my back and i probably have a whole bunch of luggage stowed away somewhere in the bilges um not a big talker and i tend to look down when i speak but do enunciate as clearly as my accent allows um and I try to speak my truth quietly and succinctly. Um, dark haired, dark eyed, I'm not particularly physically impressive looking, but if you have been on the ship, you've probably watched him practice with his swords. And when he does, he just kind of tunes the whole world out begins to move in a way not dissimilar to a whirling dervish. So, definitely a sword dancer. Um, if you have gotten a chance to speak to him, he's been fairly laconic but polite. Uh, as you slowly begin to rise from your bed, you do hear a sudden knocking at the door. Okay. I try to shake sleep off of me quickly as I can. And I go and open the door. Uh, standing before you as you open the door is a familiar face. A goblin in stature, a hood over his head, the medallion dangling at Across his neck is the familiar face of Rogish. He smiles, gives a slight nod of his head, peering inside to notice the two empty beds before looking back up at you with a look of mild interest. So, uh, just a friendly heads up. We're gonna be finishing our travels to respite in uh, maybe half a day. So, I thought maybe it'd be a good idea, just maybe, just to maybe uh, meet the rest of the crew uh, that you're going to be hanging out with. I know that uh, Bannon wanted a few of you, so it'd be best to gather you up. Fair enough. Anything, uh, ready? I will be ready shortly. 
Excellent. Um, I got a few others to catch up on, but for the time being, uh, you can make your way up to the front deck. I do so without further ado. Uh, he will quickly turn, leaving you to your business as we quickly move to the other side of the ship. The soft sound of a voice could be heard as she trilled out into the air. A soft voice at first, yet as she slowly begins to get closer and closer, the shrill voice slowly begins to almost peak your ears. Honey, it's almost time. It's, it's almost time, dear. You need to wake up. As, Harry, you begin to see, uh, slowly beginning to build up to your hammock, a familiar dwarven lady holding in her hand what seems to be a bowl of fresh soup. Uh, a familiar face, Terra. Me and Terra approach. I'm just gonna try to like cover up my eyes, kind of childish, like. Uh, you, there's no need to hide the shadows, dear. You look as beautiful as ever with your beauty sleep. Yes. Now get some food in you. Yes. Come, come on, come on, come, come, come. Uh, little, little grunt as I sit up and take the bowl. Thank you. No worries. As she smiles, she looks over towards the guest door, where Roguish seems to be leaving in one of the companions. Harry, go ahead and describe your character. If any of you had seen me walk around the ship, you would just see, you know, someone walking upright, you know, human-like. Small. Only a few feet tall. But... Instead of, you know, human skin, you'd see brown fur. Uh, upon catching a glimpse of their face, you would realize that Harry is a heron. White face, uh, little buck teeth with pure black, soulless eyes. You're unable to tell what they think if you're talking to them. Their eyes give no real gesture of feeling. But yet, whenever you see, if you ever catch them, in their own personal time, you always see them tinkering, drawing, looking at mechanisms to create, just tinkering around with little doodads and always has a pair of tools like in his back pocket. Um, always carried with him on his back, you'd see kind of a rectangular block of metal at a glimpse with different creases and seams on it, but no real idea what it is. Uh, Tara will again push the bowl towards you, uh, wearing more of a ceremonial blue robe uh, that you've only seen when seeing other crew members say goodbye to the ship. You can't help but feel that this is something a bit more personal. She smiles, watching ever so closely to make sure that you finish your soup. Hey, gobble it down. Joyful. Just a friendly heads up, dear. So I was told by Rogish to uh, send you up to 
the front deck. Apparently, you're going to meet the rest of your companions. Oh. Hopefully, they look after you, and hopefully, you do eat. You, you have been missing meals recently. Are you sure that you want to do this? Is now the time? You know I'd do anything for them. You know this is what, what I need to do. It's what I'm meant to do. And just a dinner here and there, you know. Creations, they take time. So I, I can give up a few meals to make sure that whatever I make next is a little bit better. Don't get yourself too harmed. and You can always come back home. You know that. I know that. I'll be okay. And I kind of pat her on the shoulder. Good. I really appreciate your care. Uh, as I have for many, many years. Quickly turns. Uh, it's obvious from the water building in her eyes that she's been trying her best to hold back the tears. However, as she slowly begins to uh, rush away, the, the howling sound of her begins to echo out throughout the ship. Oh, jeez. You, you can't help but wonder how much drama she's going to cause for her poor husband. I'm sure I'll hear about that. The soup is finished. The bowl left at your side. You can't help but notice the figure that was within the guest room slowly begin to make their way out. Is it who I think it is? It looks like a familiar sort that you've seen before. Uh, human in stature. More darker skin compared to what you're used to. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna put my bowl in the appropriate place, and then I guess head up to see uh see where I've been called to meet the people I'm gonna be with. We take a step back once more. Slowly and surely, we make our way into the storage. The second and the third floor slowly beginning to build as multiple people and multiple voices are pulled out. However, a familiar face of Roguish slowly begins to make his way into the back, spotting a smaller fellow, usually not seen by most of the crew, however, has definitely kept to himself in most cases. <coughs> figure of brighter covered by a green grayish cap and almost a whitish color the same as the actual ship's crew. KB, introduce your character. Yes, okay. I am I mean I suppose we would have had brief conversations. I'd introduce myself as Adwin Branich. Um I am a associate professor of wild magic at Strixhaven. Um, Rob said I'm wearing, oh, like a, a gray tri-tip hat with matching, uh, not a cloak, but just a long jacket, like almost a duster jacket. Um, a waist-length, long, uh, almost jet black beard, well-oiled. 
Um, as far as I would have been, I would have I kept mostly to myself, blow the deck, the ship. I doubt I would have been seen uh, on deck unless specifically requested by one of the crew. Um, if you'd happen to catch glimpses of me, like at night, uh, you possibly would have seen me reading from what looks like a, a green uh, covered book with purple accents on it. Which, upon being approached, I would uh, immediately shut and stow away. And very rarely, possibly, if you had caught me unaware, you would have caught me um, practicing my craft. And you'd see small gouts of flame or sparks appearing from my hand. And, you know, that would have been it. I would not have approached anyone for conversation unless you approached me. Um, DM, is that potion still active that potion is still active okay so i am roughly four feet tall um i guess on first glance you might assume i would be maybe a halfling or a dwarf but i essentially look like just a miniature human uh, and at mention of that you see uh rogue is slowly beginning to approach you a familiar bag in hand uh, as he moves up. So, uh, I brought your belongings. It's time. Oh, thank you. Uh, it was, is it okay to go above decks now? Uh, yeah, you, you should be fine. Uh, just stay away from racket. It might be best until the potion wears off. Yeah, I understood. And then um, upon receiving my bag, it was noticing once I actually strap it on, you can see me at like absolutely straining under the weight of what appears to be just a normal backpack. And I will slowly make my way on, onto deck. Excellent. Roguish will sit there for a moment, let you pass on by, only to check over his shoulder. He'll smile at first, only to give out a slight whistle into the air. Olive, I believe you are watching, Rogish. Yes, Rogish, as always. I like his book. You know, when I told you you could follow me around the ship, usually that means being right next to me where I could see you. I'll come out from behind storage. Aye, aye, Go Captain. And describe your character. Uh, she is about five feet tall. White hair, long, braided down her back, down to her mid-back. Uh, palish blue skin. Uh, emerald piercing eyes. Uh, usually wearing bulky clothing, or um, more, yeah, more bulky clothing. Uh, a round hat on top to cover up <clears throat> most of the hair, high collar jacket to cover up most of the face. Um, and then underneath the jacket is going to be a button up shirt, a scabbard across, uh, a scabbard belt across with a long sword on her back, shield also on her back, um, long pants, boots, fingerless gloves, a half size dark bronze cloak. Uh, with a silver medallion 
of the of a silver dragon. Um, the cloak goes down to about her rib. And if any of you ever spoken with her, you would address her as Lady Flowers. Oh, and you would also notice that she would oftentimes be playing with a set of manacles. Or it's at her side. And I'll get into an attention position and do a mocking salute to Rogish. He'll sigh heavily, lowering his head, almost in a mocking tone as well. Yes, of course, cadet. You know I'm going to miss you, right? I'm going to miss you too, Rogish. I'm not going to miss the ship. No, no. I remember the first time you came here, and I think you threw up three times. Was it four? I thought it was four. Yes. Well, you didn't. Um, you didn't tell the captain, did you? No, no. Okay, good. No. And he's like trying to recollect whether or not he did. <laughs> However, he will shake his head slightly, give a slight nod towards your pocket. Remember. Don't not not till land. I know. Not till land. Have you seen uh, Harry? Yes, I, I believe uh, Tara was speaking to him earlier. Oh, I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him if she's there. Based on the fact that I heard her wailing in the back, uh, very unlikely. All right. He he's probably upstairs by now. Well, let's go. Uh, he will walk with you at first. However, you will notice around the second step up to the second floor, he has completely vanished. Give an acknowledging smile and keep going to, to find Harry. It is there that we step back one more time. As we slowly begin to build to the very top of the ship, the deck itself scoured by multiple bodies, all of smaller stature than you. However, the cricket welcomes all. As slowly a set of hands begin to build to the very top, a singular face rises up over the crow's nest to a final figure. As you see once more, in a matter of seconds, Rogish begins to peek over to one figure figure. So, you've been resting up here for the last uh, half a day? Um, I know you wanted to stick with your books and stuff, so uh, hopefully I'm not dis uh, disturbing you. Uh, Loki. Please. Uh, you'll see. It was right so you'll see, see Vannon, who is an elf that has dark orange hair. Um, he has a cloak on that he wears basically 24-7. Um, if you've probably seen him around, he probably hasn't talked to a whole lot of people. 
and the one he, when he has talked to people, he probably made them all mad. <laughs> so, uh, as he stands up, he said, very well, let us go. As a very calm, very, almost in a creepy fashion. Well, uh, do be careful down here. Uh, the wind is high, so the, the sails are going to be a bit more stronger. And so is the, uh, the ladder, sadly. Uh, I'll gather the captain. And he'll slide his way down one of the ropes. You see the goblin immediately make his way under the deck. As you see familiar faces gathered up, some at attention, others still going to their work. As you all begin to gather at the very center of the deck, you can't help but notice on the horizon the large towering mountain right before you. A small gathering of smoke could be seen on the coastline as the ship, slowly powered by arcane means in its back, begins to propel itself towards the large land of Estrenum. The coastline getting ever so closer. As slowly, you hear the footsteps of two figures. One, all familiar to you. The goblin in his hood, the first mate of the cricket. And standing behind him, slowly adjusting his hat, is another familiar face to some. A kobold standing in a coat that is obviously too big for him, as well as boots and a jacket, and a large tri-tip hat that covers most of his head. His dark brown and bronze-like scales cover most of his body. However, a pair of dark yellowish eyes hides beneath the shadow of his hat. He smiles, giving a nod to each of you as he slowly makes his way to the very center giving a slight nod to the rest of his crew as they begin to start their day's work once more. So, it has been a quite a few months. Sadly, it is time for us all to part. However, for you all, I will welcome you to the frontier. My name is Racket. I will be making sure that if you ever need to return to Windspear, I will be the one that does it. Especially since two of my crew are joining you. So, for the time being, we will make our land as soon as possible. We will go ahead and drop as many supplies as we can, but for the time being, it is you who are the cargo. You'll probably find old Benin at the Frontiers Guild Hall. However, it is very likely he will also be at the remains and ruins of the original workshop of the Cannon Rock Carriage. At which you'll give a slight chuckle under his breath at the mention of the name. The smoke that you can see on the shoreline is not exactly, uh, 
fires that were purposely made. They're still trying to fix the damages, sadly. Interesting. Uh, from my knowledge, he is your best form of contact for the time being, as he will be directing you with quests from now on. We will send a few of our own to our own members, should they decide to get a few jobs done here and there. But for those who are part of other factions, we can go ahead and send a few letters from them once in a while. That is all. Good luck out there. He'll give a toothy grin. Another slight tip to his hat as he slowly makes his way up the steering wheel. You can now see the small gathering of five that had been originally made. As you see some familiar faces and some strange to you. Okay. So I guess we'll be traveling together? It seems. Glance around the motley crew assembled here. Oh, there's more. Okay. More? Are you expecting to go ashore alone? No, but not so many, I guess. This is fine. Okay. Take it you've done this before? Sailed on a ship to a blown up town? No. Okay. Have you? No. Honestly, this is my first time on a ship. Yes, if like I don't care if you'd if you're experienced with ships, you'd probably know immediately by the way I stumble around a ship that I've never I don't have sea legs. Oh no, I could tell from first day you got on. That's that obvious. Yeah. What do you think That's of him, awesome. Harry? I mean, I kind of like look him up now one more time. Uh, at least another body to help. I did yet to see the potential. I'm surprised that you haven't tested him. But I give a little elbow, playful elbow nudge to Harry. Well, like I said, I didn't think it was going to be more than us. I raise an eyebrow at that. Tested? Don't want to know. I give a very menacing, playful smile and kind of look down above my brow to you. You want to be tested? Um, I don't, the way you make it seem, no, no, I don't. He's not presently. You're no fun. <laughs> when does consent ever stop you? Oh boy. Look, I didn't know there was going to be more of them, okay? I thought it was just going to be me and you, and I had to watch your sorry ass, okay? Mm. Look, I had to know what you could do. not going to be killed because someone I'm 
sack of nothing is dragging behind me. It's a fair sentiment to have. You gotta see an eye roll from Harry. Okay. I assure you I can pull my own weight. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You look a little scrawny. I don't know if you can yeah. pull much of anything. Well, figuratively. Oh. I, I mean, um, yes, as I, I'm not accustomed to travel, as I said, and this backpack and all this equipment is quite heavy. And you kind of like squirm and adjust the straps in my bag, my backpack. And I'm I'm sorry, it was Vannon. Adwin. No, yes, not, Vannon. No, this one. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Wizard. Um. Why are you here? I'm here to explore. Oh, another one. Okay. Very well. <sighs> well, you're boring me. Good. You um, will begin to slowly dwindle with your conversation. Silent stares coming from others while others try to at least make conversation. A sudden shift of the ship begins to catch the waves ever so slightly. The sudden tilt of the ship to the left almost seems to catch you off guard for only a moment before it comes back to a straight and narrow. You hear a slight voice coming from behind you, shouting out, The water's a bit choppy back here. You might want to hold on. As you feel another push of energy beginning to build from under you, from the ship itself. Look over to Olive. Is this normal for a ship to do? Um, you would know me as Lady Flowers, but yeah, that's right. all right. Yeah, that's what water does to boats. I mean, okay. we've I don't know where we picked you up at, but just like your first hour on a ship or something. Uh, no, you I don't mean, have to I answer that. I've been watching you. Okay. <laughs> okay. See, I look look kind of pale and grip the railing a little tighter. <laughs> you just hear a laugh, Harry. You might want to grab it tighter still. You're firing up the cannon. I'll, uh, will that help? And as I ask, I grip the railing with my other hand. It would help unless you fancy ending up in the water. I do not, sir. And hey, you could just use the rope, you know, tie yourself to the railing, make sure. Oh, I, I mean, then what if the ship sinks and I'm tied to it? Don't we're gonna undo nothing. Don't worry, I'll cut you loose. I think I'll, I'll be fine. Like I, I, I've got a firm grip. 
gonna go down below and find Master Dwarf. Uh, you are looking for the one in charge of the cannon, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, this will be the first roll of the game. Please go ahead and roll me an investigation check. This determines the rest of the campaign. Yep. Yep. Pretty well might. It's all on your shoulders. I start whining about wasting my first 20. <laughs> <laughs> Wait and see that four. Hey, yep, there it is. There it is. Hey, it was a four. Okay. Uh, oh, time to just chuck myself overboard. Campaigns are GG. You find yourself bored by the constant, uh, almost insulting and demeaning conversation of your newest companions that you begin to make your way down into the uh, living quarters of the ship. You do start to make your way around, however, you do find that there is a lot more people active right now, and when you do approach the door that you saw before, it is locked. There does not seem to be any sign of the dwarven male. What's his name? What was his name? I don't remember. Um, I'll pound on the door. Uh, you'll pound away at the door and you'll notice a, a few uh, small crew members passing by, giving you a slight confused look. In some cases, others are mildly interested in watching you pounding away at the door. Uh, a couple seconds later, you do hear the slight turn of a key inside the door, and the door opens slightly. And you will see a familiar dark uh, face covered in dark, long hair and a dark, grizzled beard. Uh, the familiar face of Torben. Morning. Good morning. Is there a purpose you have disturbed my work? Yes, there is. I get practice early in the morning. Not that I'm aware of. Oh. Uh, I'll, like, look him in the eye just to see if I can detect any signs of prevarication. You could certainly try. Uh, go ahead and make an insight. Just keep this open permanently. Uh, all right. <laughs> My second roll is any better. Oh. Uh, you look him in the eyes, he seems bothered and almost frustrated that someone's getting in the way of his work, but seems genuine of the fact that he has no clue of whether or not there is supposed to be target practice today. I have not been told to fire the cannon. So the cannon will not be fired. Is that what concerns you? Yes. 
longer a concern. Very well. Thank you again. He will close the door. The lock quickly locks into the door itself. You can't help but feel that the door is fully locked once again. Okay, I go back up. In the meantime, as Ayim makes his way downstairs, has anyone else continued the conversation or is anyone wishing to do something? Um, when he walked away after saying about the cannon being fired, I'd like to try to get some positioning to see the loading, the operation, any any real overwatch of said cannon. Uh, you would immediately jump towards the front of the ship where the big-ass cannon currently resides. Uh, you would be, like multiple occasions, hang your head over the side where the very front of the cannon itself is, as you can see the barrel almost reaching the very top. Uh, uh, you hear no familiar sounds of loading that you usually do here. And it is reasonably quiet. However, from your position, you can see that the waves are starting to slowly uh, fade and soften as you are beginning to crest upon the coastline. As Harry moves towards the cannon, I'm going to be in tail, but several paces behind. DM, is this like an actual front-facing cannon, or is it just like a broadside cannon, but toward the front of the ship? Uh, this is a full-on front-facing cannon. Okay. Uh, you have seen this cannon maybe a couple times in your uh, stay here. One thing of note would be that the cannon itself is almost 15 foot tall. Oof. They ass cannon. Uh, and you can't help but see the pure excitement that seems to come from both and quite a few of the other crewmates whenever they see Harry begin to run towards the front of the ship. Continue my grip on the rail. Uh, I'm trying to lose my balance and just watch what they're doing. How long do you know does the sign? It what? Uh, there is no sign of any loading. Uh, you would know, given that you are quite close to uh, a cannon maker that usually you'd be hearing the back door open, the placement of the projectile around this point. Uh, Torben is not known for being late if he is ordered to fire. I was going to ask about how long does a preparation sequence for this typically take? So usually, I know how much time I at least have until it gets fired. Usually Torben can load the cannon and set it to fire within around about 15 to 20 seconds. However, his record is around 10. He does not seem to be in a 
mood to be breaking records recently, however. It is around the 22nd mark that you do feel that there isn't going to be a cannon firing for the time being. Kind of look disappointed. I kind of like lean back on the railing and look around me. Like, it's all here. Did Damon follow? Did. Oh, yeah. I'm like four paces behind you. Slight crowd had began to build at the front of the ship, almost in preparation as they saw Parry running to the front. Uh, a slight sigh of disappointment follows throughout the crowd, but they eventually disperse back to their duties once more. Uh, now would be around the time, Hyene, should you decide to return to the top deck, as it is around this time you see the shoreline beginning to build closer and closer. Upon the dockside itself, you can see multiple figures building up what seems to be a small outpost, a checkpoint of sorts. Multiple tables and chairs have been set up, as well as multiple figures placing down what seems to be small blocks, boxes on top of the tables and pieces of paper and scrolls all being prepared. The ship slowly begins to rest itself against the shoreline. As you can see on the far western side of respite is the gouting pillars of smoke of the rumored explosion that you would have heard before. The center and right you can see a large straight forward road that seems to be going further to the north, as well as a small set of buildings that could be seen on the right side. A small gathering of common folk and other pedestrians seem to be slowly filtering in and out of the buildings, as well as a few that seem to be slowly gathering up where the smoke pillars can be seen. The remains of the crew slowly begin to build towards the dock as the crew of the cricket begin to gather supplies from down in storage. Racket, coming down from his wheel, slowly begins to approach the group, give a slight nod towards you. Well, Venon should be waiting in the frontier, uh, Guildhall. You should not keep him waiting, he's got plenty of money to be made, and as you can see, plenty of work to be done. Yes, Captain. No need to call me that now. <laughs> Flowers. I'll give a slight bow. Slash fake curtsy. Well, for the time being, I'm not entirely sure how long it's going to be until I dock here again. However, uh, I would think that I'd be coming back in around a month. If you need any contact towards Windspear, Benin would be your best option. Until we meet again. He gives a slight nod of his head. Looks over at Roguish. 
the formalities, if you could, my man. You'll return to the wheel as Rogish gives a slight nod. Well, uh, follow me, I guess. If you're all ready, uh, noticing one of you is not here. Where the heck's he gone? Uh, uh, he, uh, oh. go ahead. Uh, I saw him roam downstairs. I don't know which way he went. Uh, he said about the cannon possibly being fired and then walked away. Ayin. Uh, what are you doing after talking to Torben? I am gathering up my stuff. I guess once we've landed, I begin dragging it off and toward the gangplank. You will make your way up to the deck just as Roguish begins to make his way down the steps and you'll give a slight smile. Ah, there you are. Well, we're uh, making our way, so. Hopefully that stuff's not too heavy for you. <clears throat> I'm not exactly oh. looking for slowing down. I can manage. Good. He'll give a slight turn, making his way towards the gangplank, beckoning those afterwards. As he's coming back, you'll, he'll hear, Roguish, do I have to help unload this boat again? No, no, you are completely relieved of those duties, given the fact that you are now a land dweller. Congratulations. Give out a big stretch. Pat Harry on the, the one strong pat of Harry on the back. Well, let's go. What's next? We're going to need mouth breathers too. Okay. Rogish will slowly begin to make his way down the gangplank. Uh, multiple other guests that were throughout the ship of smaller stature as well as other small ships that joined the crickets in its adventure slowly began to filter its crew and supplies throughout the dockland those who are guests and more public transportation are slowly beginning to build in queues onto the tables where they are each signed in and paying their toll roguish leading your group, will come up to the first table, give a slight whisper in the ear where they will nod, and each of you will slowly pass without having to pay. Of course, giving a slight evil eye by the others. He will slowly make his way into town with you, as you can see a small gathering of buildings on your right, as well as the large crater that you can see beginning to build within the left side. The remains of buildings and crushed up metal are all that remain of the buildings that were there, apart from the large 50-foot crater that now remains. Smoke still billows in small pieces as other small civilians begin to make their way back and forth from the remains of the workshop. A second one, slowly beginning its foundations, could be seen further to the north, 
However, a more cautious step could be seen by the miners that are making their way there. A secondary building, two stories high, where rests a single sign saying the lonely sonnet. A sign of a single singing bard could be seen at the front of its steps. A second building, smaller, could be seen as the general store, the frontier, where a single figure could be seen resting behind the counter. The final building, you can see scrapped onto the front in a piece of driftwood is the Frontiers Guildhall, a two-story building made mostly of what looks to be a wreck of a ship. You see very few people sitting inside. However, the few that are sitting there seem to be quietly conversing with themselves, enjoying a drink for the time being before slowly returning to their work. Rogish, making his way inside, will look up Look back. Oh. I'll get you guys to the door, so uh, my best advice, no mentions of faction or outside of the country activity. Venom is not exactly fond of the factions right now. None of the factions. Don't look over at Harry and flowers. I'll just simply reply, what faction are you talking Wait, should I take my cloak off? I would say that it's not exactly um, forbidden. He's just not fond of it. I'll unclasp the medallion and take my cloak and put it in my backpack along with the medallion and tuck it away. Slight nod. This little sound effect, or is that someone's mic keying up? I can't a, tell. I think that's a mic. That's Ivan's hot mic. Hot mic. You got a hot mic here. You got a hot mic. Hot mic. The furnace. Ah. He will slowly make his way up the stairs, giving you guys a slight bit of guidance. Slowly reaching up to a singular door that rests on the second floor of the guild hall. He'll give a slight knock, where you can hear a voice muffled at first. However, you can hear it quite clearly. Yes, please come in. At which Rogish will open the door, give you all a slight nod, and start to make his way back down the stairs. As Rogish passes by, I'm going to whisper to him. The first gold I get, I'll buy that dress. You're free to open up your scroll, by the way. I understand. He'll give a slight smile to you, Flowers. Make his way down the stairs. Alright. Did anyone else hear the part about the scroll, or is that more whispered between those two? Uh, What is your passive perception? Oh, uh, 
that is a good question. It is. Uh, does it specify that on D and D Beyond, or is that something I need to? Yeah. Uh, what is your perception check? What is your perception score? Plus three. Plus three, thirteen. Okay. Uh, you would not hear this. Okay. Out of genuine curiosity, uh, what is everyone's passive perceptions? <laughs> I'm at nine. Thirteen. Ooh. Mine is on my sheet on roll twenty, but fourteen. Uh none apart from flowers where you don't hear anything of a scroll. Your intention, however, is in a small office room. The Desk is covered in multiple stacks of papers and a singular large book that seems to be open. And a small gnome-like figure begins to rise, his face wizened and darkened with age. However, a set of gray eyes will begin to peer over behind a set of spectacles. He'll smile. A set of taut back white hair that seems to be bunched up into a ponytail. His clothes more of a darker complexion. However, accents of white can be seen throughout what seems to be a skirmisher's uh, tunic and a set of small leather-like straps down at his sides. Oh, it is good to see that you have all arrived. Ah, there, there is five of you, yes. I kind of look around and, yeah, nod, yeah, there's five of us. Good, good, please, come in, come in. I will you see him you. disappear behind the desk. Are you Benin, I presume? Y yes, yes. That is high. And slowly but surely, with a walking stick in hand, he will begin to quietly and carefully shuffle behind the desk. It will take him a couple of seconds to slowly make his way to the front. However, he will smile, give a slight nod of approval to each of you. Ah, oh, sadly. I am not one for formalities, but for now, my name is Benin, but everyone calls me Old Benin. I am the leader of the Frontier Mining Company and the Frontier's March Guild Hall, as well as the Mayor of Respite. As you can see, we have a bit of a problem. Ah, recent calculations of the new ah, cannon rock carriage have been rather wrong. Therefore, we have lost quite a number of mine. That means that we have lost quite a few that were defending the town, but also doing jobs for us. I'm sorry, do you mean they were, I, I hear this cannon rock is volatile, was, was it some sort of accident? 
that happened? Yes. Or? Okay. It, it did look to be quite an accident. Got judged uh, by the crater. Yes, the, the crater. And he'll like look out towards the window where pillars uh, of smoke continue to rise. I'll give a it slight smile. A very large miscalculation from the researchers here, which of course cost them and others uh, a very, very destructive end. Is that the only accident that has occurred? Ah, uh, in the two years that we have been here, yes. This is the first time that an accident of this multitude has happened, apart from the occasional uh, hand loss because of someone thinking that they couldn't, uh, it wouldn't be as destructive as they thought. Needless to say, quite a few of our miners on their first days were rather stupid and naive towards the compound. Therefore, quite a few fingers were lost. I'm sorry, you probably, it seems like most everything was destroyed in this accident, but do you know what the catalyst for this was? Like, do you know what the accident was or everything just blew up? We were creating the foundations of a carriage, a, a large mechanism of metal and fueled by the cannon rocket fire. We were going to make a track of sorts to ensure the future of transport with this uh, large project. However, it seems that the fueling system that we used was inadequate and unprepared. Therefore, when someone tried to test it, it created quite a large explosion. It was also a coincidence that the explosion was so close to the fuel storage. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, He'll give a slight look in your direction. Uh, a very weary eye, as if he, you've got a feeling that he also is not fully accepting to the fact that this was just an accident. Okay. Um, And just, I realize you're rather busy, but is there, uh, do you have any research materials or papers uh, pertaining to this can of rock that I could view at some point? I'm quite interested in the substance. Sadly, uh, most of the research, if not all of it, was uh, destroyed. Damn. Along okay. with the warehouse, therefore, we are essentially starting from square one. Two, you said two years of work? Wow. Yes. It does put a lot of strain on my hotel fall. But it is not something that will bring me down so easily. Has anyone considered perhaps placing a, what you call, moratorium in using 
this cannon rock? Most research was done within uh, the workshop. Uh, so a lot of the research towards the cannon rock has either been destroyed or lost. Uh, I'm sorry, I am unable to give much information. I was here when it happened. Uh, if you are seeking for someone who actually saw the explosion firsthand, you could perhaps speak to Freya, who is in the general store. She uh, was facing towards the explosion when it happened and was also one of the few that tried to help uh, lower the flames. I believe she is home for now. Where does the cannon rock come from? Is it, where is it like, is it mine from? That is a good question. And speaking of which, my boy comes to one of the first jobs I wish for you lot to uh, take care of. And he'll again begin to slowly uh, hobble his way to the back of his desk quickly disappearing behind it. Uh, you'll see a hand reach over onto one of the stacks of papers, taking a hold of one of them and seeming to give a slight delightful, oh, there it is, uh, behind the desk before hobbling his way back over. Uh, the slight shuffling of steps, the click of his walking stick is mostly the only thing you can hear within the room as he will reach out the piece of paper. Ah, sadly, nothing official, but uh, due to the recent events, we've had to uh, open a new mine for this cannon rock to the north of uh, Respite, which is a little out of our territory. Uh, most of our adventurers are staying here to guard the town. However, uh, recently our miners and scouts have been trying to return to this small vein or mine that we have discovered, but uh, small creatures uh, that seem to have made its home within the mines are beginning to act hostile and attack any miners that get nearby. Uh, there have been multiple ambushes from these creatures. Uh, in insectile, um, bipedal, mostly uh, using claws and their uh, venom-like fangs to attack. Uh, we have not been able to send them back as of recently, and they have started to crest upon our first mine, which cannot be lost. Send them back to where? Oh, that is where I hope you can uh, come into the picture. You see, we are not entirely sure where 
they are coming from. Ah, every time our miners try to get to uh, the newer mine as well as the new one, they are ambushed and attacked. Ah, luckily we have ensured that they have retreated, um, but we are losing quite a fair amount of money. Uh, money that we cannot be losing at this moment in time. So, uh, from what you're saying, it seems like these creatures are somehow protecting the mine or the cannon rock? That seems to be the case. Okay, and then, um, just, if we were to enter this mine, is there any precautions we should take? I, I mean, I know we've been discussing how volatile cannon rock is. Um, is there anything we should look out for or do differently? Yes. One thing I would recommend is to not fire fire within a mine. Yeah, so watch your hands there, Sparky. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. Um, I'll, um, yeah, I'll do what I can. I, I would also recommend that if you cannot go inside the mine for any means, there is no reason to force yourself. But if you can find a means of locating them, that could help with our endeavors. And I can give you supplies should you decide to go in deeper. Right now you just like us to make sure the entrance is open? For the time being. And should you find any more of these creatures, to send them back. How deep okay. is this mine? The last we heard, the, the first one, uh, the first one that is closer, it is quite large. We have been working on that one for uh, a number of months. Um, however, this newer one has only been recent. Uh, we've only started that maybe a month ago. Uh, a couple of days before the incident. Couple of days before what? Uh, the, the, the incident, and he'll point outside uh. towards the smoke. And when did this happen? This the, incident? The, the incident. The incident happened. <sighs> and he'll take a moment, like raising his finger as if to answer the question. However, he'll slowly shuffle back to his desk, uh, jump on top of the chair, and will quickly scour through a few papers. Take out an abacus, do a few uh, calculations, and uh, it seems my memory has uh, failed me. But it seems the paperwork has said that the explosion originally happened around about three weeks ago. Watch him as he performs this intricate ritual, and I kind of shift my gaze to the others. 
as he does so, and my mouth forms a slight smile as he puffs away and rattles on his abacus. Can, as he's rattling through his abacus, can I tell if he's left or right-handed? Uh, yes. He is right. Okay. And I'd just also like to look around the interior of this room. Is there anything, like, out of the ordinary or interesting that would catch my eye? Uh, go ahead and roll me a perception check. Okay. Should anyone wish to join him in that, you are free to do. Yeah, I can do that as well. Nope, I am focused on old Benin. Um, from a quick look around the room, there are a few things of note. Uh, one is a large spear that seems to be resting above his desk. Like a trophy? Uh, it looks closer to a harpoon, however, seems to be almost 10 foot in length and has an adornment and uh, markings of gnomish language. However, it does seem to be uh, rather ornate looking. Hayim. As you're keeping an eye on the abacus, you will notice uh, one thing of note on one of the papers. Uh, you will see that there is a recent receipt from one Uinus of one Uinus. I'm blanking on the name. There we go. A uh, Uinus Freebird is one that you will recognize the name of. Uh, for around 20 pounds of cannon rock for around 125 gold pieces. Uh, apart from that, there doesn't seem to be anything that catches any particular details. Uh, okay. There are a few taxidermied heads that seem to be hanging on one side of the wall. One seems to be a creature of red and yellowish complexion, almost firelike in uh, nature yet more reptilian. The second is of a large ursine-like creature. However, the beak slowly protrudes and feathers begin to rise around the eyebrows. Both creatures seem to be very, very uh, abnormal and unnatural. 
Okay. Uh, he will check the calculations and give a slight nod of his head. Ah, yes, that seems to be the case. Ah, three weeks, yes. Still smoking. That's that's almost impressive. The abilities and the pure innate power of the cannon rock is mesmerizing. Yes. Yes. Wonderful stuff. It really is. Fascinated to learn more about this. Oh, yes. Uh, if you are able to locate these creatures and perhaps clear out the mine in due time, I will be able to compensate you for these. Uh, this, yes. Well, there. Uh, oh, if you don't mind me interrupting quick, uh, are, will yes. there be bounties paid on these creatures? Do we need to take trophies or just clear the mine and we're good? Ah. Uh, this is what the paper is for. And he'll place the paper down into your hand. Uh, in On the paper itself reads, for each claw that is taken from the creature, you will each receive one gold piece. Okay. Certainly. My uh, resources are limited for now, so I, I cannot give too much, but I can <clears throat> promise you uh, a higher amount should you uh, clear the mines in due time. It does not need to happen uh, too soon, but soon would be nice. You don't okay. need any of them back alive, do you? Not from my knowledge. Uh, we have been unable to contact with them. Oh, okay. You what? said resources are... Oh, sorry. I didn't know you Go on. What have you tried to contact? Well, we tried to have some scouts actually try and conversate with them. Except... The scout did not return until we uh, brought him back with a spear in his chest. Would you like one back alive? I think I can do that for you. I have no need for these creatures. And to be perfectly honest, I believe that the lives that have been lost because of them would enjoy uh, a little avenging. Very well. You said resources were limited for you. Do you hold any sort of sway over the shopkeepers in this town? Um, yes, yes. I, I do have contact with uh, Freya in the general store. Yes, she is quite delightful. Uh, but I would not want to harm her business while she is also struggling for funds. 
yeah um okay then i was gonna mention um i find myself somewhat ill-prepared and I, i'm in need of more equipment i would be willing to accept vouchers to the store instead of money if that would be easier for you vouchers for the store something if you have a system like that and this, I mean, i'm sorry i don't know maybe you don't go by voucher systems here he takes a moment scribbles something down on a piece of paper maybe in the future we will okay is it that you is that you need uh, oh so I, I oh um i find myself needing uh a set of leather armor if possible and possibly a short sword or rapier that's i am i mean i i i can handle myself the way i am now uh i would just prefer to have you know something for protection if needed adwin you're not, not asking even. for stuff before we've done anything that's rude no no of course not i'm just saying in lieu of payment if money is tight if there's a voucher system i would be willing to take that but no of course i don't expect anything before we do anything i need to know for that book you got there uh uh no this i mean this is my spell book i it would be entirely foolhardy of me to spellbook, you say. oh spell book you say yes freya will pay a pretty penny for that do not worry uh yeah but that it's i kind of need that to ply my trade as it were um yeah that's not for sale under any circumstances oh. Uh, you can see him deflate slightly, almost, almost like a child who lost their uh, chance at a toy. Depends how much you like, need that armor. I cast kind of a, like a narrow, you might not even notice it, Vannon, if your perception is that high, but kind of a narrow like shooting glance at Vannon when you mention my book. Vannon's going to stare at the book very gently, making sure oh, that not, he It's not out. It. It's, it is buried oh. in my backpack. It's it's uh, like it is never out in front of people. Like I that's earlier. Like you may have caught a glimpse of me thumbing through it when I was like alone in my bunk. But as soon as I noticed anyone coming, I would have like stowed it away immediately. You'll see a book right on Bannon's hands, right next to his hand, and it it is you'll this does not leave his sight, but everyone can see it. Okay. What color is your book, Bannon? It is black. It is black with red littering on it. Okay. <clears throat> It's also chained to my to my side. <laughs> it should be. Yes, um, don't don't worry. I'll I'll be fine. I'm just uh, speaking for things I need in the future. I I am absolutely fine right now. Well, um, I don't know about vouchers, but I do believe that uh, uh, Freya does have a few pieces of armor uh, sitting within the general store. If you have the coin. I'm sure she will uh, gladly make business with you. Oh, yeah. As soon as um, I do, I will pay her a visit. If you are looking for accommodations and perhaps food and drink, uh, the Lonely Sonnet and uh, the owner there will gladly make your acquaintance as well. Uh, if I don't mind me asking, Freya is an interesting name. Is that Gnomish by chance? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Oh, excellent. Then I'll I'll say, oh, excellent, and gnomish to him. Uh, he'll smile almost as if he's remembering the old days from across the ocean, and he will return uh, the gesture in gnomish. 
Don't nod to him. I'm sure you will get away with her nicely. Oh, I get. I anticipate it. She is a kind soul. Um, I would recommend you be careful, however, to not get on the bad side of Mr. Jem. Mr. Jem. Jem. Mr. Jem, yes. I'm guessing the Old... sonnet. Yes, he is the owner of the lonely sonnet. Okay. Oh, I don't intend to. Ah, uh, he is one of business, but does have quite a soft inside, if you get what I mean. He takes time to warm up to people. Okay. Um. Okay. So back this job you spoke of is this something you like us to look into immediately? As soon as you are possible of doing it, my friend. Yes. Ah. But if you are tired after your journey, it is good to rest. In respite. What time of day is it? Uh, it is getting almost around about to noon. Okay. So you can start to feel a slight bit of heat coming from outside of the windows. Uh, you will notice that the room itself seems to be rather cool compared to the outside. Uh, the source of which is unknown. Okay. Ask, how far away is the mine from here? Ah. And he'll, again, point his finger in the air, almost as if doing the abacus in the air itself in his mind, and he'll... Ah. Are you talking about the first or the second one? The one where you're having issues with the creatures. Oh, yeah. the, the, the second one uh, is almost a couple of hours away, sadly. Um, we could not find a nearer uh, vein of uh, Cannon Rock so close, uh, as close as the first one. So You're talking, I think you muted yourself. Oh, sorry. So this is a this is a a very rare substance, even for this land. Then I take it. Um, cannon rock, uh, finding small quantities, as well as the natural dust in the air, seems to have a slight compound of it. Um, it is harder to find uh, concentrated versions that we are looking for, especially from the quantity that we are trying to acquire. And the Understood. second mine is to the west as well? Uh, to the northwest, yes. To the northwest. Uh, he will oh, go ahead. reach under his desk, pulling out what seems to be a very old map of sorts. <laughs> Just what I was going to ask. <laughs> uh, slowly resting it over parts of papers lifting up smaller stacks to actually use them as paperweights and we'll point down 
towards the small mark that is marked respite and we'll point it maybe a couple uh, steps over to here. Does he point to where the second mine is? Uh, as you can see, it is quite a fair bit away uh, compared to the first one, which is right here. As, Vane, as he sees, Vane is going to take out a piece of paper and actually start basically making a map of where the town is and then where the mines are. You could probably he make it there today if you guys... Yes. You guys would like to get started today? or well, I mean, I, I just kind of look at the group. Did anyone need a rest or should we set out when we're done here? Oh, I'm eager to stretch my legs. It's been so long since I've been on land. It feels like years since I've been on land, honestly. I, I completely agree with that sentiment. Okay. I would like uh, to talk to Mr. Jem, though. Before we leave. He does that, I'll go check out this general store. Uh, you make your way out. A soft... Oh, goodbye, and good luck on your travels. Uh, don't get yourself killed out there. I give a slight uh, bow to old Benin as we leave. A pleasure well, to you, meet Obi. you, sir. Uh, he'll give another slight wave from behind his desk. And then I'll give a slight wink to him. The last of you slowly make your way out. His hand um, rises. I just want to say I'm lingering right now, so I'm not uh, heading out. Okay. I'd say uh, uh, Edwin doesn't even notice because I'm fixated on checking the shop out. I would notice, so I would stay just outside the door then, seeing that Harry has stayed back. Uh, do you make yourself visible? Me? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to be right outside the door. Uh, Bannon. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with the... Go to the general store also. It's the best thing to do is split the party. So, like... Yes. Oh, and just so I get a... Can I get a better picture here, DM? <clears throat> is this town we're in... Is it like an oasis, or is it just straight desert? Uh, From your point of view... There seems to be small wells of water that seem to reside within parts of respite. However, from the expanse that you can see outside of the town, there is nothing but desert and nothing. This is going to be harsh. Taim, uh, the party has began to split. As the herring gun, small hair, seems to be uh, holding back and waiting within the office. The one that seems to conversate with the herring gun is currently sitting outside of the office, while the two human-like uh, entities are making their way down the steps. Is there a place for uh, 
accommodations? Ah, yes. Ah, you could always go to the uh, Lonely Sonnet and speak to Mr. Jem. Ah, he will help you with your accommodations. Thank you. No worries. Uh, Good luck. With that, I will turn, pick up my bundle, begin making my way to Sonnet. Uh, he will look down at first, slowly beginning to scribble away at papers, only to look at for, up for a moment, catching your eye, Harry. Oh, ah, can I help you, small one? Um, yeah. uh, you said the mine is for the last rock, correct? And I, I sent the miners. Uh, a few times, yes. So if we succeed in this expedition, we would possibly be granted access to the material? I would recommend letting us do our research first before you begin to dwindle with things that you are clearly not understanding the multitude of small one. I could clearly describe to you the multitude of how quickly the hairs on your skin would burn, but I doubt that would help you in your adventures. I mean, the same thing's true if you were to chuck me in a forge or a fire. Any other thing that could burn me. The point being is I'm still a craftsperson that's interesting. So... In due time, would this become a potential resource or commodity available to us? If you find yourself within the mines, I will not restrict you from getting some of the material of your own. However, small one, I would also say that if you end up losing a limb or two, I was not the one that did not say I did not tell you so. I understand the consequences and risks of it, but it's still of interest of mine. You, you would be improve. smarter than some. Place is a liability nightmare. You let it match the place, the whole city just gets wiped <laughs> off the face <laughs> of the know, earth. Right? This isn't Sword Coast, there's no OSHA. <laughs> they tried to negotiate. They messed up once. They got blown off the face of the earth. So, yeah. Do you have any more questions? Yeah, that was more what I was curious about. Uh, that's something I'm very interested in. Okay. Ah, if you complete the job. Then in due time, I am sure we can make an agreement. Yeah, that was what I needed to know. I guess we're off to try to solve the problems, and uh, I look forward to our future 
interruptions. I, I look forward to our businesses, Bill. Small one. Huh, but now I have business to attend to, and I believe some of your companions have already left. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll find them. No worries. I appreciate you. And I kind of give him a little, like, head bow. He'll give a slight wave as you make your way outside. He gives a slight shift and sway to his fingers as the door closes behind you. While he was in there and after everybody left, I would pull out my scroll and read it. Okay. You pull out the scroll that Roguish handed to you. A level of excitement begins to build as you can't help but hear a familiar chuckle in the back of your head. The scroll unfolds, stamped and claimed by the HPM Battalion. Official. Dead or alive, however, preferably dead. One Silas Silvers. Last seen on the frontier within respite. Regular at the Lonely Sonnet. Known to be left-handed and missing three fingers, all of which, the middle, ring, and pinky. Last known face to be human. However, has the ability to change his face and figure. The price on his head for murder is 50 gold pieces dead, 100 alive. After reading all that, I'll give a very obvious smile and a joyful laugh to myself silently, and then I'll scroll it back up and tuck it away, waiting for Harry to leave the office. You see the familiar floppy ears coming out, the slight bit of fur as the door closes, leaving you at the top of the stairs. Well, Harry, I hope that was informative. Can we go to the end now? Um, of course. Good. I have some questions for Mr. Jem before we leave. You want to leave today, right? Like to go to the mine? I definitely want to get closer there. Close to there as soon as possible. We're walking as we're talking. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I've been on that boat for too long. I want to uh, do something. Go ahead and make our way to the general store for the time being. Okay. Stepping inside. Hold on. I'm, I'm not walking inside room. quite yet. Okay. Um, as we're uh, the, walking. The building itself, I will give you a small description. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, the building itself is a singular story building. Uh, the door is open. However, the walls and the windows themselves seem to be boarded up shut as of recent events. The glass that once filled the windows has seemingly been shattered. 
you will notice a single figure sitting behind a desk, head resting on her hand, <clears throat> almost seemingly half asleep as you stand outside the large building. Okay, I'll kind of place my hand on uh, Vannon's shoulder for a second, and just, uh, if you if you won't mind, one minute, please. And I'll step to the side of the building and produce a piece of parchment, almost, I mean, if you're watching me, I just basically flourish my one of my hands, and it just seemingly appears in my hand. And I will begin to quietly read. Um, I will tell you the words, one second. Um... It's almost a poem you hear, Vannon. I say, into the depths, into the depths, dive into the dark, the eyes go dark. And no, nothing seemingly high. I just read that, and then I motion to the door, and after you, sir. He's going to look very questionably and just walk in. Uh, you will hear a soft bell coming from around the room, and it will ring twice as each of you step inside. The bell will slowly awaken the gnomish female of reddish hair, bundled up and tightened in the back. Uh, a small, loose-looking yellow shirt and a set of quick, uh, quickly put on uh, tracking, uh, track-like pants of an obvious scout that's been traveling for a fair amount and finally getting some rest. She'll look up at you both at first and then realize there's only one. And slowly turning her attention over to Venom. Ah! Hello there. Uh, well, welcome to the Frontier General Store. Uh, can I help you? Yes, I'd like to get some chalk. Chalk. And a piece of chalk and some soap. Chalk and soap. Okay. Uh, well, luckily we have everything. I didn't miss anything important stock. that I wasn't there for. Uh, mostly. Um, and she'll reach down, beginning to grab a hold of some chalk. Uh, would you tell me how many are you looking for? Uh, just two pieces of chalk and like two bars, like, I guess bars of soap, I'm guessing. Uh, two bars of soap and uh, two pieces of chalk. Uh, okay. And she'll reach down, placing the two bars of soap on the side, as well as two small sticks of chalk. Um, just out of mild curiosity, is this for arcane means? Oh, no, this rabbit just smells really bad. <laughs> it, uh, oh, so the chalk is just normal chalk. Okay. Yeah, just like normal writing chalk. <laughs> oh, okay, that's, that's fine. Uh, she'll reach over to a small booklet, starting writing down. Uh, small pieces of notes. Um, so the chalk and the two pieces of soap is going to cost you around uh, three silvers. Yeah. Can you break a gold? 
Ah, yes, yes, of course. And she'll reach uh, down under the desk, taking out a small uh, stack of ten silvers, placing them down, taking three of them and taking the gold coin. Ah, so that will be seven silvers for you. Um, were he the only one that came in? I heard two chimes. As would you say in that, I'll lean over uh, Vanna's shoulder and very quietly whisper in his ear, didn't come in here with you. And I'll proceed to then start moving around the store like I own the goddamn place. Um, but quietly. I'm, I'm also going to request uh, five pounds of flour. Five pounds of flour? Yes. Adwin. I would like to make any... a stealth check, please. Okay. It could be any type of flower. It doesn't really matter. Uh, are you preferring flowers, or would you like self-raised? Oh, it'd be like uh, bread flour. Bread flour, right. That, that would be in the back. Uh, she stops for a moment. Looks over in the general direction of where you are, Adwin. Blinks for a moment, looking around, almost confused for taking a step off her stool and making her way into the back. As soon as she goes into the back, I can identify the items I'm looking for. Uh, what are you looking for? Uh, leather armor that's going to fit me when I grow to regular size and a rapier. Uh, you will notice in this moment in time that you height is normal. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, just a set of, any of the leather armor that'll fit me and a rapier. Okay. Uh, you will quickly see that there is a small uh, set of leather armor sitting near the front uh, where the window display once stood. Uh, you can see it is a normal set of leather armor. Okay. However, you do also see in a barrel at the side what seems to be an assortment of swords, uh, short swords, long swords, and you will notice that there does seem to be a rapier okay. uh, sitting within that barrel. Yep, then I'll uh, quickly and quietly move over to this area, and then again, as quietly as possible, get the leather armor and the rapier and conceal them under my cloak. Uh, go ahead and do a slight pan for me real quick. Okay. hey -o. Okay. With a matter of ease and a couple of seconds of quickly loosening the strands in the back of the armor, you quickly get the leather, the top part of the leather armor off the mannequin as you're beginning to make your way and ease off the lower second part, uh, you can hear the door quickly open from the back. And immediately uh, freeze. The gnomish figure of Freya quickly steps out carefully and with a little struggle lifting what seems to be a full bag of flour uh, on top of the counter. Oh. 
Well, that there is a full five pounds of flour. Um, I'm not entirely sure that is what you were looking for. Were you were you looking for the full bag or were you looking for uh, part of it? And she'll look over slightly over your shoulder, Vannon, in the general direction of the partially emptied mannequin. Yeah, the whole bag should be fine. She'll slowly look back towards you, Vannon. Look over at the mannequin. You're not the only one in here, are you? There was someone outside, but... I came in, and I didn't see anyone else. What did he look like? Some weird short human person. Short human person. What color yeah. is his hair? I can't remember what color his hair was. Black. <laughs> Black. <laughs> uh, you... He said some words and then disappeared. Or he said some words and then... You see her reach under the counter and pull out a small intricate device uh, holding on what looks to be a handle of intricate design of almost porcelain white a metal almost cylindrical barrel ending at the end as she rests it on top of the countertop could you give me uh, a few more descriptions do I recognize this device at all Dan? Uh, this is a device that you are not familiar with. However, in your small momentary uh, experiences with Cannon Rock, you have seen the compound version and the concentrated version look almost like the stone that resides within the handle of this contraption. Okay, and the barrel end is pointed in my direction the barrel seems to be pointed away from vanin but seems to be very well rested within her grip okay um yeah i'm just going and i've got what i've got the rapier and half the armor essentially and i'm just standing there i guess is that basically the scene I think got... we can do a lot of business if you don't remember who that was, sir. Tell him to... I'll tell him it was Bannon. Or it was a... Uh, Al... Adwin? Adwin, yeah. Adwin Branich. Yeah, I'll tell um... him it was Adwin. Yeah, I met him literally like a couple days ago on the boat. <laughs> I've heard of an Adwin. I saw it in my father's papers. He was supposed to come here, help a few things out. I'll have to meet him for myself. She gives a slight smile, gripping the handle of the contraption. I'm just you know still frozen in awe. Like, I'm not moving a muscle, I'm just staring at both of them. I want to grab a handful of the flour and just throw it over the room. 
which will okay. stick to basically which will stick to basically anything, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> to be fair, uh, Vannon, you can see me. Yes, oh, you, yeah, can, can? you can see yes, him. You can see oh, him. I didn't know. for whatever reason, <laughs> she can't see him. Okay, I didn't know I could see you. Okay, never mind. <laughs> you just see me, like, I'm frozen, like, basically a deer in the headlights. Like, I guess I've got, like, I'm holding my cloak side where I put the rapier, and I've got my other hand on the armor, just, like, frozen solid, staring at both of you. Okay. <laughs> um, Adwin. You will hear a slight humming in the back of your head as you can't help but notice it is around the minute mark. I am going to just drop what I'm doing and bust out the door. Uh, okay. The top of the armor drops to the floor alongside <laughs> uh, the rapier as in the last second of whatever you did, the figure of a of Adwin suddenly bursts from the general store. Uh, you see, Vannon. You will see actually Freya lift the contraption, pointing it towards the rushing figure heading out of the store, and with a slight pull of her finger, a blast of fire shoots from the barrel. Uh, <laughs> Adwin, what is your AC? Uh, currently, w without armor, it is 14. Okay. Let's see. This is too early in the campaign. Watch it be a crit. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You're lucky I haven't made her character sheet yet, but I do know what her stats are. <laughs> uh, a 16 to hit oh yeah that hits <laughs> okay five to six <laughs> uh, you take eight points of fire damage Fuck. into the back into your back as you feel a sudden spray of heat directly right next to your spine as she you hear a sudden as she shouts out, I'd suggest you stop moving unless you want another one. I will immediately freeze. I guess I'm like at the door trying to leave and just stop. And again, I'm just like frozen, like with my hand on the doorknob maybe or something. She will slowly turn the barrel towards Vannon. Hands where I can see you, dear. I put my you hands out. <laughs> oh, Vannon, okay. She'll slowly turn the barrel back towards Adwin. Same as you. You can make your way back inside. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll like see that, put my hands up, and just slowly turn around and start walking back towards her. Was that a loud gunfire that people could hear? Uh, yes. You can all you all heard a distinctful crack of fire and. It does reverberate around the town area. Uh, a few eyes will glance over in your direction as a few other figures begin to approach. If we hadn't made our way to the Lonely Sonnet yet, I would probably book it towards that sound. Uh, you would hear this just as you're <clears throat> leaving the Guildhall. 
uh, Hayim, you would actually be approaching the lonely sonnet just as you hear this distinct sound. I stop, turn toward the source of the noise, and you, you will see a slight uh, hint of smoke coming from the general store. Uh, you will notice there are two figures standing near the doorway, both of which look familiar. Am I the other way, or am I still at the counter? <laughs> uh, you are both. You are standing at the counter. Uh, Adwin at the moment seems to be standing at the doorway, and she is at this moment turning the barrel to and from both of you. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to say this in Gnomish. Uh, apologies, Madame. I, I think we've gotten off on the wrong foot here. Oh, you think? Um, I, I truly feeling my that. produce in this moment of fucking torment. Hey, yes, I, know, I do think this is a little bad. I know how it looks. I can assure you I am no thief. Um, no, you're not. So you're saying no. that you decided to simply try on the armor and simply try out the rapier that you took from my products. Well, see, I'm... Okay, I'm I'm a wild mage expert. I, I have been practicing a new spell, which is why you couldn't see me, and I had every intention of paying for these in due time, madame. I was simply trying to price these items for the future. It is around this time that everyone would begin to gather at the general store. Uh, Haim, Flowers, and uh, Harry will all notice uh, Adwin and Vannon's hands are raised within the general store. The gnome with reddish hair bundled up now holding the contraption, the barrel aimed at both Adwin, then Vannon, then switching back again to ensure their escape is not uh, permitted, so to speak. Uh, she will begin to just fan the barrel towards the rest of you. She's like, are these more of your companions? Don't worry, I've got plenty more where that came from. I'll kind of lean, with my arms in there, I'll lean over my shoulder. Uh, best not to get involved here, guys. Um, and I'll look back to her. Um, surely there's some way we can come to a peaceful resolution? Because I assure you, I mean you no harm. You, hold you, hold you... on, what happened here? What, what's happened here is this naive prick decided to try and steal some of my merchandise. I'm going to have so my hands in the air and slowly one step at a time, start approaching. Steel is a strong word. I assume like, you're Freya, yes? She will slowly turn the barrel towards you, Flowers, and mm -hmm. raise a brow slightly. What of it? Oh, I just, I was speaking with um, old Benin, and he said that you were a wonderful person, and the Benin. fine proprietor of this establishment. Benin sent you here. So so you're the lot. Oh, you're I... the lot that he sent. Great. He's sending us thieves and brigands. Hold Fan on. fucking tasty. Hold Again, on now. This is a strong word. A Adwin, um, I mean she this with all the respect in the world. Adwin and but point the barrel directly at you. Ad I suggest you keep your mouth shut for the time being. 
yes. I'll lower one of my hands and do the, like the zipping motion on my lips and raise it back up. I know I just met you for the most part, Adwin, but kindly shut up. Freya, um, you says you say that he stole from you, yes? He will point towards the rapier that is currently on the ground. Uh, a set of leather armor that is half dangling off a mannequin at this point. The bottom is half tugged from the mannequin itself. I'll slowly... Uh, I can quite clearly see that he was doing something. I was unable to see him for a while, but he appeared out of nowhere and then booked it. Obviously, uh, I assume <clears throat> that he had to have stolen shit because he had it in his hands. Now he, he had no oh. intentions of trying to buy it, obviously, because obviously he would have been in front of me the entire time. Oh, okay. Let's, and this one, hold he'll, on. He'll let's turn just the barrel towards Vanon. Uh, obviously, Freya, let's me. just take a breath. Now I'm going to open my jacket, and I have a set of manacles here. But from what I see, he appears to be outside of your place of business. And your goods seem to still be inside. Now, can you really say that he was stealing? And I'm going to try and do a persuasion if I can. Can certainly try with disadvantage. 16. Damn, disadvantage. He will look at you for a moment. The barrel will lower slightly. However, she will keep it at her side. Stepping I... onto the countertop from her stool, she'll give a general look at all five of you for a moment. Me sigh and relief. More exactly. Door. I'm not really that she does not recognize these proceedings. Uh, you did. You did not go to the the sound, Hayim. Uh. I would like to know how far away I am, but I mean, my uh, initial around maybe forty feet away from the sound of the crack. Yeah, uh, when I hear the crack, I stop. I drop my bundle, and I turn around and watch what's happening. But I don't make any moves. Uh, Harry, seeing as you are the other only other party that has not gotten involved, would you like to stay within the crowd and slowly begin to gather, or would you also like to join your companions? I am sticking with uh, all of you. Not being as persuasive or approaching, but I was definitely with all of upon approaching. Okay. Freya will keep a general eye on all four of you for the moment, the four that she does not recognize. Again, no, I just sent you here. Oh, go ahead. Yes. Sorry, what was that? Ben and... I was... Oh, go ahead, yeah. Yes. Um, well, not here per se, but we were going to come by your fine establishment and hopefully make your acquaintance, at least I was. Um... Now, I can escort him away from your business, and as I see him not having any of your goods, call it, um, let's say just a misunderstanding, and hopefully we can start on a new, new terms. He will give a very heavy sigh. Resting... 
the device behind the desk once more, however, replaces her hands over her chest. What is your name? You may call me Olive. Okay. Olive. Well, Olive, with all due respect, your companion tried to take what is clearly extremely limited, and I'm sure that Benin, my father, gave you the details that resources are quite finite at the moment. Yes, ma'am. He did. Adwin, shut up. Well, I'd like to she get... reaches back under the counter, pointing the barrel towards <sighs> you once more, Adwin. I roll my eyes yeah, and I... give a sigh. Like I didn't walk get... up. Am I allowed to kick him in the back of the knees to drop to his knees? I'd like to try to get a deception roll in here if I could. Or is just not is she completely not open to any kind of whatever whatever I'm gonna say? At this moment in time you have a slight feeling that if you speak another word there might be something else coming out of that barrel. Okay. Lip is zipped. I was gonna say you're pushing losing the thing between your shoulders at this point. Vane's gonna ask, how much do I owe for the flower? Let me <laughs> is just... my backpack just destroyed at this point. Uh you will notice that the coat that you had gotten does have quite a few burn marks in, embedded into it, and what looks to be small pieces of rock shrapnel. Is a character. Uh, apart from that, it does not seem to have done a vast amount of damage. I'm going to try and slowly pull Adwin away from the front of the store out into the street. I'm gonna let her lead me, and all the while keeping my eye on that uh, device that just tore my back up. As you leave, there is quite a small crowd that had begun to gather, uh, mostly miners. However, you had seen one or two coming from the Lonely Sonnets, uh, mostly attracted by the crack of gunfire. And after he's like, 20 feet out the front, I'm going to slowly make my way I'm going to start making my way back uh, into the general store. Start the moment the Adwin leaves, the barrel comes down. She looks out towards the crowd. What, what are you looking out there for? Get back to work, you sorry lot. Before I get old Ben in to cut your fucking pay. Oh. Which you see the crowd, at least a few of them, eyes wide begin to scatter. A few conversate as some give a few curses. Yeah, I'll However, help her out and be like, nothing to see here. Everything's taken care of. Back to your work. Lower the barrel, placing the device behind the counter once more. <clears throat> she will look over towards you, Vannon, giving a slight narrowing to her eyes. The flower, should you decide to take the whole sack, going to cost you around about two gold pieces. I'll save one pound of it then. I'm a, I'll take the sack and I'll hand her two gold pieces. You'll look over in your direction as you step back in. Taking the two, she'll push the sack forwards. After all, it is the least that we can do. Isn't that right, Vannon? 
I have no idea what's going on. I'm sure. Ben is just, ben is just confused. I suppose he would be, wouldn't he? Okay. Makes <laughs> sense. And let me know if you need any help uh, cleaning up. Fine. It's not the first time I've had to deal with thieves. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm just not usually not attached to any of them, unfortunately. So I do apologize for their actions. Hmm. Well, I do. <laughs> well, I will have to admit, usually those who Bannon calls upon doesn't try to steal anything after the first day. He's called more. Well, when people try to turn over a new leaf, they end up burning it. Or should I say, someone burns it for them. Funny you should mention that. Have you heard of someone named Mr. Silver? Mr. Silver? Uh, no. I don't believe there are any uh, silvers here, apart from the ones in our coins. He's a fine partaker of gnomish liquor. Gnomish liquor? Well, you would probably find a fair amount of it over at the Lonely Sonnet, given the fact that Benin has a quite a uh, delight towards it. And you I'll, know, as she's talking, I'll just put the armor back. Does have a drinking buddy that also has that sort of flavor. Haven't seen him in a while, though. Could explain why uh, the poor old man has been so uptight, losing your drinking partner after all. Oh, I'm sure. But his name wasn't Silver. What did you know, Mass? Always by silence. Okay. But it is not silver. Uh, he goes by uh, Silas Rimfall over here. Uh, do you by chance know him? No, I uh, have a message for him, and I'm just looking to see if I can hand it off to him personally from the uh, from the mainland. What kind of message, might I ask? Oh, I'm sorry, I can't discuss that outside with Mr. Silvers, or Rimfold, as it were. Gives a very long look at that. Taking a slow look over your features for a moment. Taking a note of the manacles at your side. Not wearing my cape. Has Mr. Rimford ended up with some law trouble? Oh, I'm sure I wouldn't know anything about that. I'm not part of the law. I'm sure I can send, sure. I can ask next time I'm in Waterdeep. Hmm. Well, sorry to disappoint you, Olive, but Mr. Rimford has not been in town for a number of days, sadly. Last I saw, he was part of the scouting party towards the second mine, and we have yet to see him. 
Can I do an inside check to see if she's giving me the whole truth? Sure. Fifteen. You take a look at her features as you usually do when you inspect a quarry. She seems rather miffed at this point, mm. but is trying her best to keep it to business. However, it seems that for the time being, she is being as truthful as can be. Okay. And then uh, uh, after I'm done cleaning up and talking, um, I'll, on my way out, I'll say, let me buy you a drink sometime. Except that, yes, uh, when I finally close up shop, uh, I'll gladly take a drink. All right. All right, I'll look forward to it, Freya. And please, with all due respect, tell your companion to wait a couple of days before returning. Oh, he'll have my words, trust me. Good to hear it. She'll look over, glance over at Vanon, give a slight smile. Although the venom seems to be still rising in her eyes. Vans is gonna give a complete blank stare, it's like no idea what's going on and just walks out. <laughs> You'll return behind the counter, sit here at the seat and just swirling the contraption in her hands. Hayim. Yeah. After the dispersal of the crowd, you can't help but feel that the event has passed. Yeah, when it looks like things have calmed down. I will resume my long journey to the Lonely Sonnet. The doors themselves are very easy to open, as the soft sound of a single bard could be heard in the corner. A fireplace could be seen, a slight hint of smoke rising from it, as multiple empty tables can be seen scouring across the first floor. A staircase can be seen, leading to a second set of doors, where almost two or three figures, female, seem to be watching from above. As you enter, you can't help but notice all three of females' eyes are locked on you, quietly conversating with themselves from above. Two tables you can see are not empty. One, sitting beside the window near the front entrance, you can see a larger figure, one of gray skin and tattoos, a set of hide armor covering most of this figure. However, a large jagged-like axe made from a darker metal could be seen rising from his back. 
He holds it tankered in his hand, giving you a slight look at first, only to turn his gaze back to the window. The second figure, quietly going through a singular book surrounded by a small set of papers, is a halfling. A set of blonde hair covering most of his scalp. Reaching down to his beards, a set of blue eyes could be seen behind a pair of thick glasses. He'll look over in your general direction, give a slight smile and a two-point wave before returning to his book. I just kind of scan the premises, uh, attempting to make eye contact with whoever, and say, where is proprietor? Oh, you're looking for Mr. Gem, are you? One of the voices from above could be heard. Yes, I believe uh, that's the one. Thank you. Uh, you can see a red-headed human smiling, makeup covering her face, however, in a very flamboyant red dress. By her side, yes. a half-elf of blonde hair wearing a blue flowing dress. And a tiefling of more of a pinkish complexion standing there in a dark black. The redhead will smile, looking over and giving a slight fingerish wave over in your direction. Mr. Jem is sitting in the back, dear, serving dinners as prepared. Are you looking for some company or were you looking for the proprietor, as you say? As I say, I am looking for proprietor. Mr. Jem, a customer has arrived. As you can see, bursting out of a set of dual doors, a more boisterous looking half-orc comes out from the side. He will look over in your general direction, a set of rings covering each of his fingers, bangles, and a set of a purplish flowing robe almost flows directly behind him. He will smile, making his way behind the bar as he will lean his elbow on top of it. Oh, welcome, new customer. You're seeking Mr. Jem, and Mr. Jem is here. How can I help you? Glad to make your acquaintance, Mr. Jem. <laughs> I am newly arrived the respite and seeking accommodation. Accommodation, of course, of course. Now tell me, customer, I have yet to get your name. I am called Haim. Haim, welcome to the lowly sonnet. Ah. We have plenty of rooms for you to acquire, as well as plenty of company to acquire your time. You do so desire, Haim. My time is rather short. 
but the time uh, is short. Good. Time is short. Easier. Yes, uh, but uh, I am interested in room. Well, Haim, please come take a seat. I could get you a drink if you'd like, and then we can discuss business. I'm afraid I do not drink. Uh, if I catch your meaning, don't correctly. drink. There's always one. You come to the lonely sauna that you don't drink. That could be as blasphemous as mistaking the gods, my friend Harim. Luckily, we do have plenty of drinks that are not alcoholic. In that case, if I could put my items somewhere, uh, I would be glad to partake of a drink without spirits. Um, well, let us discuss business then. And he'll reach okay. over the counter, pulling open a chair that is resting at the bar, as he will reach into the back shelf and pull out a book. Come, tell me what you wish to drink, and then we can discuss matters at hand. Now, I am curious, Haim, were you expecting company with your room tonight? No. No? Well, you are simpler than others, which can be great for business. I'm sure we will get along. I'm now, sure. My apologies, I seek to be interrupting you. That is kind of my way. So, how much remuneration will you require? Ah, well, oh. that all depends, my friend Haim. Would you looking for a place for you to have storage for your belongings as your as long as you stay, or were you uh, hoping to store your things elsewhere? I think for the time being, I would probably store my belongings here. Right. Well, if you would like to keep your belongings within your room, I would allow you to get one of the larger rooms. Granted, usually those are the ones who involve a bit of company. However, given the fact that I can see that your sack is quite large, I will go ahead and allow you one of the larger ones. But they are quite pricey uh, for the time. I would like my things secure, but I do not believe I need particularly the large space. I fit well, into a small room quite well. Well, we are talking business, my friend. Are you? Would you mind if I ask, what is your business that you wish to seek here? I am contracted to perform some services for Mr. Bannon. Mr. Bannon? 
You are yes. in company with Mr. Ben and I. Uh, we are associates for the moment. Then, in that case, you can get accommodations for free. It is just you, yes? It is just me. Ah, then, yes. As long as it is just you. That will be fine. May I ask what would be the normal? Ah, well, it, it depends. Uh, and you'll go open the book and you'll see an assortment of uh, drawings of keys within the pages as well as small notes partaking with each of the keys. You see that three of them are empty. However, he seems to be writing down your name in one of the larger ones. Uh, usually, the larger rooms, as I said, usually coming with company, uh, would cost you around about five gold a night. The smaller ones, with storage entailed, would have cost you around about a gold piece, and the ones of shared quarters would be costing you only two silvers a night. But of course, seeing that you are with Benin, I can assure you that you will not be paying any gold tonight. Because we are just met, because I do not wish to impose, allow me to pay one gold for a small room. He will take it up in his hand, lick it into the air, and wreck it in his palm. I will take it as a token of courtesy. And I thank you for your courtesy. He will tap the page twice over one of the drawings of the keys. As you see, the drawing itself begin to slowly solidify and create in itself a singular key that rests on the page. He will take the key from the page, pointing it out towards you. And do tell me if you are wishing company tonight, my friend Hayim. I can uh, assure you the ladies can do their job quite finely. I have no doubt of the ladies' skills at their trade. <laughs> yes, indeed. Nevertheless, I will be resting alone tonight. Well, I do hope you enjoy your room. Now, seeing as we have gotten business out the way, how about that drink? What do you recommend? Well, seeing as you're not drinking, uh, we have a fine uh, juice, and we have milk and water. You have any 
Oh, I think water should do quite nicely. Water. Yes, sir. As he'll bring up one of the tankards, his hand will shimmer over the tankard, and you will see the water rise from the tankard within. Do not worry. It is chilled. At this Have... conversation, he will glance over your shoulder as he will notice other figures begin to slowly filter in. You have many interesting devices here. Devices? What the kind key? of devices are you speaking of? The book that formed the key. Ah, yes. a little, Gold. little bit of my tricks. It comes with the pedigree. I can assure you that the water is clean and it is, is chilled. I think you are the The book is to ensure uh, your safety as well as ours. I would hate for someone to get the wrong key. I understand. Uh, you will see him start to slowly step away as he will reach out his arm. Uh, a familiar voice will call out to the uh, from the second floor as one of the ladies will shout out, Mr. Jam, there's more coming. Uh, Arwen? Olive, Harry, and and Vannon are making your way to the Lonely Sonnet. You will see the half-orc rising from the bar, giving a slight wave in your direction as you will see Hyen also at the bar. These are companions of yours, perhaps, Hyun? I believe the proper descriptor is co-workers. Ah, co-workers. Yes. Yes. Are they also seeking accommodation? I do not know, but I believe so. Well, only one way to find out. And he'll again flourish his hands out in a dramatic pose. Greetings, my friends. Greetings to the lonely sonnet. How can I help you? Greetings. I assume you're Mr. Jem. Yes, that is I. And he will send out his hands. The rings all give out a slight sudden sparkle. <clears throat> can I glance up and see if the ladies are staring at us. Uh go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and make an insight check. Insight. All right. 16. 
you will notice that all three of them are most definitely uh, checking out the four people that entered the room. You will notice at this moment in time, the red-headed human seems to be focused in on Armin. The tiefling seems to have its eye on you for the time being. And the half-elf still seems to be cocking its head downwards as if trying to get an angle on Hyena. Bunny? Bunny, you see the tiefling up there? You kind of see just a slight like turn on my head. I kind of keep my eyes kind of focused on Jem, but kind of start gritting my teeth. I feel like she's judging me. Uh, you will look up, and the tiefling is giving a slight wave, a smile. And you can't help but notice a slight wink coming from her. I don't think they're judging. More just eyeing up future. Um, how do you say it? Future buyers? I'll straighten myself back up, unclench my teeth. Oh, Mr. Jem, you don't happen to know Roguish, do you? Uh, Roguish. Roguish. Sadly, the name does not come to me, no. Hmm. That's a shame. Why should I know this man? No, I was just hoping he had sent word ahead of time. He usually does. Uh, uh, well, uh, I have yet to receive a letter or any form of notice from a roguish. But I will ensure to keep an eye out in the future. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Um, Miss, uh, old Bennon said that we could find rooms here. Ah. So you weren't alone, hi. Well, uh, yes, we do have... Uh, alone. Well, you're not alone now, are you? As you'll reach over a hand, placing a hand on your shoulder. You should have told me you had company. It is news to me, as it is to uh, you. Well, sometimes new news can be good news. Now, times. in form of accommodation, it seems that I have already given one of my larger rooms to your companion here. Uh, however, with... A little um, word with Benin, I can assure that I could probably open up the second uh, larger room should uh, one or two of you decide to uh, make use of it. I'll turn to Harry. That sound good to you, Bunny? Or do you need a different set of accommodations? Pretty small and compact, uh, as long as I have a nice table, you know, I should be fine. Uh, uh, 
don't much. Then I'll turn back to Jem. Do any of the rooms have a table? Uh, all of them have at least a side table. Um, however, the larger room does have quite a setup. Uh, a small table, a couple of chairs, a nice window to see out of. And, of course, good company, should you decide to take it. Yeah, I told you. It's all there. Very oh. well. Pick the room. Just know I'm bunking with you tonight. Oh, let's see. How many there end are... tables are in the small room? Mm -hmm. You said there was a end table. It's smaller rooms? Yes, there are the shared rooms uh, that can usually fit uh, two to three people inside. Uh, mostly uh, shared because uh, they are just a small uh, set of three beds, uh, a side table to each. Uh, then the smaller room is uh, got a nice two bedroom area. Uh, with a window on the side, a little larger, but you are only uh, sharing with one other person. And then the larger room, which your companion Hayim has taken in, using that favor of Benin, and uh, that can fit maybe two or three people inside. And that has quite a large table, yes. Excellent. Uh, I'll be okay with us just taking one of the sh uh, two to three bed small rooms and maybe I steal your end table. That's fine with me. Just no funny business. The only funny right. business I will be having tonight is with own ideas. Well, if you're looking for the shared rooms, in that case, uh, you will need to just simply go to the first door on the left. And I'll look uh, over. Much... Oh, okay. How much will this be running us per night? Uh, the, the shared room will cost you uh, two silver pieces each. Um, that uh, room will have one additional bed. So if another customer does come around, I will have to fill that bed. Unless one of your companions wishes to take it. I'll hand him and five silver and say, that shouldn't be an issue. Oh, I'm a little short on funds at the moment. Could we work something out? I'm also here working for Benin. You are you're saying this to Mr. Jim? Yes, yeah, yeah. And this is Adwin, right? Yes, Adwin. Uh, well, sadly, I don't exactly do uh, IOUs. I'll, I am a man of business, after all. I'll interrupt However, and hand him two more silver. He can bunk with us, I guess. Business is Ew. flourishing as always. <laughs> And I guess you, um, you'll take oh, silvers. Um, depending on how perceptive your characters are, you'll notice that this is incredibly odd. 
because Adwin speaks with the inflection of someone nobleborn, but he isn't hesitant to also use slang. And he is broke. Says he's broke. I don't know how perceptive your characters are, but if you are, that probably strike you as odd. Same to you, Adwin. No funny business. Unless you pay for it. Like, I assure you it was a misunderstanding. I'll I'll explain everything later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just so you know, this is no favor for 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 anybody. He's just staying with us. We're not pulling any favors for him. I I, I look over at uh, uh, I look over at Adwin, and I say, because I think you've already done enough for one. Yeah, and I assure you, I'm completely innocent. It was just a big misunderstanding. It's got heated. You will notice that Mr. Jim is now starting to follow this conversation. Uh, the smile is there, yet the eyes seem to be following each person. I'll just take a single room, and I would recommend watching that guy. He steals stuff. And point to Alan. <laughs> Again, it's not that it was a misunderstanding. I think, and I look to the innkeeper, people around here are just really jumpy. <clears throat> You'll notice for the first time that you've met Mr. Jim, the, f the smile fades slightly at the mention of a thief. As they're he talking, I'm going to sit down with Haim. Look over at Adwin, raising an eyebrow slightly. As Sir, again. You'll see him Point. lean forwards on the bar. I do hope that you're not intending to do anything like that here. You won't let him. Again, sir, it was just a misunderstanding. I assure you. I'm sure it was. I am uh, Adwin. Adwin Branich, and I am a professor of wild magic at Strixhaven. I can rest assured you, I am no thief, sir. I want to do insight check when he says that. You know what? I'll allow it. Go ahead and roll an insight check. I get a deception roll out. Uh, you can whisper that to me. Okay. Uh, Van, what would that make it? 20. A 21? Uh, just 20. Just a 20. You get the general feeling that at this moment in time, even though for the strangest feeling that he's been extremely deceptive except for now. It seems that you finally cut through to him and you finally see his core that it seems that finally there is some sort of truth coming from this individual.
is. I'm going to say he's. I'm going to tell the the gym guy he's lying. Sure, you. I'm not lying. <laughs> Mr. Jim will slowly begin to turn back to Hyene. Well, my friend, it seems that your co-worker has got himself a bit, um, into trouble, it seems. It does Could seem that. By chance, put some life into this? With all due respect, Haim, I am not one to have thieves within my world. As you should not, but I did not really witness the events that are being discussed. I heard gunshot returned as I was heading over here, and I heard the uh, Conversation, perhaps. Talking, I'm going to slap Adwin on the back, right where the gunshot happened. But I was not aware of this individual's actions or proclivities. And I am myself at pains to explain it. At that, I just met this person. At that moment, I'll get up from the table and make my way to Jem and put my hand on his shoulder. Mr. Jem, I can assure you, I was there. Haim has no idea what happened, but my companion here and Miss Freya, there was a misunderstanding. She got that her, like she got her point across, and I assured her it wouldn't happen again. But I can tell you, there was no stealing involved. I'm going to roll insight on that. <laughs> Very technical sense. Was none? Yeah, I'm not lying. Not. Attempted robbery. I don't know that. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to get a read on nuendo, nuance, double meaning. Yeah, let me know if you want me to roll anything, but I'm being as truthful as I know. Just on Lady Flowers? Hi, am. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, Lady Flowers, you are free to. What is your persuasion modifier? Uh, your general curiosity. Plus six. Thank you.
I'm pretty convincing when I need to be. The bottle, real quick, I'll be right back. Uh, you can go ahead and roll a persuasion check. <coughs> nice. Ten. Uh, Hayim, over the last few months, you've seen this individual keep the shadows. Usually, she is one of the hardest things to read, yet the general tension of the air and the constant mention of these actions can't help but wonder if there is an actual level of truth behind whether or not Adwin actually stole something. And you can't help but see a slight crack in that mask behind Miss Flowers as you do hint that there might be a hint of deception. Um, with that, I will turn to Adwin, if he's there. And uh, I will say... Yeah, I don't think he's there. He went to get a bottle. Oh, that's right. I will also say this. Hayim, with that insight check, we'll also notice that Mr. Jem who originally have both hands on the bar top. One is resting on the elbow with his hand resting, with his head resting on top of it. The other, however, has been recently reaching under the bar and seemingly reaching for something. I catch his eyes quickly. He seems to be looking directly at Adwin. Uh, I'm going to start like inching my way toward the stairs to go up to the rooms and again, sure, sir, I swear you, I'm no thief. All I wish is to sleep here for the night. Have my word. Uh, oh, you're back. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, I, I will turn toward you and I will say I do not know you well. And I do not presume to tell people what to do and how to behave. Because I expect the same kind of treatment toward myself. But Fair. I, would, I would advise you, the period that we are associating, to refrain from even the appearance of questionable activities i mean completely understood i understand that my actions affect the people associated with me again it was a misunderstanding but i will walk on eggshells from now on my word sir um Ed, edwin our room is on the first floor okay i'll slowly start inching my way toward where the room is while watching um, the barkeep after I will the take speech. your assurance at face value. After yes. your speech, Hyene, you will notice that the hand that was reaching under the bar top seems to slowly return back in full view. I sort of give him a slight nod. And then I also mm. I look at the bartender as I'm kind of inching my way and I 
Uh, sir, believe me, I, I plan on being in this town for a while, and I intend fully to earn your trust. No trouble for me. Edwin, you see the strong, bold, yet piercing eyes of Mr. Jem keeping a very close eye on you as you make your way up the stairs. Okay. <laughs> I guess I was like, hold. Oh, sorry. He will watch until the banister itself breaks the eye contact. However, okay. you will also notice that the three females that were sitting and like standing above keeping an eye all are watching you with a very untrusting glance. And as I'm inching as he says this, or as he's looking at me and I inch away, I'm like nervously like, okay, uh, good. I'm going to go to my room now. And I kind of like stumble over the first step, I guess, because I'm kind of looking at him so where I'm going. That was the first room on the left. Yes, so, Jim? Yes, that would be the first one on the left. First okay, one on you. the left, Adwin. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Right, we'll head to the room. Eyes will slowly drift from the staircase. The smile will return. My apologies. Sometimes my mind will be a little feral. Oh, I completely understand. Do you have anything to drink here? Well, of course. Uh, we have plenty of drink, my friend. Uh, didn't catch the name. Raise my water glass. Uh, you can call me Lady Flowers. Lady Flowers. Not noticing any flowers on you. But I'm sure with a place like this, I cannot blame you. <laughs> well said. Now, for the rest of you, I might as well get those names. Uh, I step forward. Uh, my name's Harry. Harry Harrington. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, Mr. Jem. Harry Harrington. And you. The brighter looking fellow. My name is Bannon. I like to have a nice single room with no windows away from everything. Uh, sadly, my friend, uh, you don't exactly have a room without windows. Um, unless you're looking for a storage compartment. If there's enough to lay down in, I'm good with it. <laughs> uh, well, I can probably try and take one of the beds out of the other rooms and try and put it in the broom closet. Would have you give a... I won't make you pay for it. That'd be, um, well... Not fair. Perhaps a shade over the window would do the trick. People uh, fall out of <laughs> People fall out windows, people break in through windows. Just safer. Well, people enjoy the uh, the outside. However, uh, yes, uh, drinks I can serve. Uh, if you're looking for a room without a window, well, I can certainly try and make sure that's uh, possible. 
Apart from that, uh, work until loneliness on it. Thank you for your hospitality. Um, then I'll sit well, back down with Haim. Drinks, yes, drinks. Let me serve you something. Freeze frame. Heart player tune. Would they say freeze frame? Uh, three string. Three string. Gotcha. As you can see, a small human figure sitting next to the fireplace. A hint of a lute could be seen behind a chair as plucking away uh, at the three strings of his lute is the human carefully playing out a slight song in the corner of the lonely sonnet. You get your drinks. And unless anyone has anything they wish to do before night falls, we can go ahead and have a quick 15-minute break. All right, um, I will probably cast a Find Familiar and create a little owl. You take your time putting the assortment of incense, creating the circle in the center of your room that has been accommodated by Mr. Jen, as he has taken one of the smaller rooms, covered the window with multiple pieces of cloth, and has placed a smaller bed in the smaller rooms for you to use. Uh, he will go ahead and give you the details that it will be one gold for your night here. I do two quick things. Well, I don't know if one of them will be quick. Um. Like one I, quick and one long thing, sorry. Oh, <laughs> one possibly long thing. <laughs> Go for it, man. I'm hoping to keep it short. Um, we'll go and stand over by Restrain or whatever his name is, and I will ask him if I could hold his instrument. Uh, <laughs> You will hold. You will go oh, ahead boy. and uh, make your way over. He will give you a slight smile, a set of dirty blonde hair, uh, cropped close to the top of his head, a bluish and silverish uh, coat covering most of his features. However, his eyes are mostly locked on the flames of the fireplace. As you approach, he will give a slight smile, look over in your direction, and at the mention of holding his weapon, he will cock an eye and give a slight shake of his head. Uh, no, I don't think I'm going to allow you to do that, my friend. You see, this is mine. It's the only one I got. And I got the strings perfectly tuned, so I'd rather no one else touching it. If you wouldn't mind, I'd prefer you just listen to the music. It is an instrument that was in wide use in my homeland. Uh, oh. I 
became a little nostalgic looking at you playing it and oh. listening. Well, um, and he'll lower the lute from its original position, uh, str strumming away at one of the three strings uh, almost absentmindedly as you'll look over in your direction. Uh, well, I'm sure Freya has maybe one or two lutes uh, in the general store. I always need new strings, so she's more than welcome to sell me a few. Uh, with all due respect, uh, I have no idea who you are, and I do not give strangers my loot. Fair enough. Carry on. Uh, I do take requests, however. I turn around and walk away from him. Uh, I'll open. And he'll slowly return to the slight tune. Uh, okay. Was that your um, longer ver No, that was, that was the shorter one. Um, oh, the longer one, I will try to sound out Mr. Jem about the tiefling. Um, uh, and if he, like, starts going on about her sexual prowess, I just completely ignore all those comments. I'm, I ask him how long she's been here, if he knows her story, uh, what she's doing here aside from providing hospitality at his establishment. Um, he will, at first, go ahead and say, Well, Cherry is definitely a one hell of a girl in the, in the bedroom. Sorry, Hayim, um, did you get up and find him, or did you bring him to, did you bring Jem to the table? I got up and found him if I had to, if he wasn't there. Uh, he would be at the bar, serving drinks to... Uh, uh, now that it's starting to turn into nightfall, uh, a few miners are starting to gather up within the main hall. Uh, quite a few of the tables are filled. Uh, food is being served by uh, not the three females upstairs, but another barmaiden who was sitting in the back. You will ask of the tiefling, and he'll go, Why, well, yes, a cherry is definitely quite a delightful sort. Uh, she has been with me for hmm, almost a year. And no, she is not one of the natives, if that is what you're asking. I didn't think she was. Ah, uh, uh, the last I had heard of where she had came from. She had come from uh, south of uh, Neverwinter. How far south? Mm. She never gave me the exact details. She told me that she came from Neverwinter, and that is where uh, I left it. Oh, I think that is all. 
that enough? Thank you for. What were you looking for company tonight? Oh, I have seen ones such as her across the water. So you're into the Inferno. I guess oh. one to each their own. <laughs> and he'll give you a slight elbow to the side without realizing his own strength. It, is, it does feel like a bit of a gut check. Um, I will stop him from hitting me hard. My apologize. Ah, uh, I, I apologize for that. I do tend to forget that I am reasonably strong. Yes, but sometimes appearances can be deceiving. <laughs> that I can definitely say. Now, is there something else you wish? To, uh, perhaps an actual drink for once? No. That is not my way. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you for your hospitality and for your information. And I believe that it is now time for me to retire. And I thank you for your business and patronage, my friend. I nod. And we'll rest well. Proceed to the room. Uh, you take the key out of your pockets and turn the uh, key into the keyhole, and you will see a very prestigious-looking room. Uh, you see two uh, king-sized looking beds, well plushed and well tended to. A reasonably larger table that sits at a large window at the side. The signs of a half moon appearing in the sky. You will notice as you step into the very center of the room, the oil lanterns magically begin to alight as if turned on by your mere presence. Which direction does the window face? Uh, it will face out towards where the original crater is. But as far as cardinal directions? Uh, it will be facing towards the west. And the front of the uh, lonely sonnet. Okay. Um, I unroll my bedroll. Place it on the floor, and I will kneel down on the bedroll, not facing the window, but facing the door. And prior to going to sleep, I will perform a series of prostrations and prayers and then I will go to sleep okay. 
just out of my curiosity, who else is needing to do something tonight? I was going to see if anyone's uh, playing dice. Uh, I'd like to do something too, if possible, if no one else, I mean, any, anyone else is free to go first. Uh, for the matter of timing, I'll go ahead and ask everyone to quickly roll me initiative so we can get this done in order. Okay, fair enough. I'm done, so I'm not going to bother. Me too. I, I got the familiar. That's all I wanted. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Well, at least we get the ones out of the way. Yep. Okay, so we got ourselves Olive, Harry, and Adwin. DM for future reference, does that just, no matter the plus on it, that just counts as a critical failure as far as you're concerned? Uh, in, in other in other d20 rolls in with with a matter of luck this really wouldn't matter uh because oh, yeah. it's just for turn order however this for future uh, reference. in future reference a skill check uh with a natural one will count as an immediate fail yes okay. your attack however is going to be different Okay. You're the boss. Uh, all right. So, with a nine. Okay. So, starting us off, Olive, what would you wish to do for tonight? See if there's a game of dice going on that I can maybe get some money at. Okay. I'm guessing you are wishing to play some dragon's dice. Yes, sir. Okay. Oh, and as we've been in for a little bit, I'm going to take my hat off so everyone can see my braided hair and now my pointed ears. Uh, you go ahead and check within the main thoroughfare of the Lonely Sonnet, and you will see that there is quite a few games being played. Uh, you will notice that Three Kings is being played on one particular table. And you will notice that in the far corner, there is a small table of three that is currently playing Dragon's Dice. Are, uh, are they, what races are they that I can tell? Uh, you can see three figures. One seems to be the hooded figure that sat there earlier. Mm-hmm. And the other two, each of which look to be miners of sorts, covered in grime and covered in uh, their work uniforms, is a dwarf and a gnome. All three male? Uh, the gnome is female. Okay. From what you can see. From what you're also seeing when checking out the uh, table is that the dwarf seems to be on the brink of his coins, as very few remain. Mm-hmm. However, there seems to be a large stack where the hooded figure is, and a small smattering of gold pieces around the gnome female. However, the multitude seems to be in front of the hooded figure. Begging your pardon, but would you three mind if we fill out the table with a set? 
uh, you'll see the dwarf looking over, giving a slight huff as he sees that there is another person to possibly take his money. Um, but he will give a slight nod. Uh, the gnome will smile. Ah, yes, please join. Ah, plenty more to be made. Lots of coin to be made. Uh, you do have coin, yes? Of there course. is no uh, paybacks. Oh, I wasn't planning on it. Don't worry, I have my coin. And the hooded figure will catch you with a shaded glance and raise his hand towards an empty chair. The name is Lady Flowers. Pleasure to meet you all. Uh, the gnome will smile. Ah, hello, Lady Flowers. Ah, my name is Bellatrix. Pleasure. Uh, the dwarf will rumble out. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's play another game, damn it. As you see the hooded figure already starting to roll his dice in his hands. Uh, a singular wooden cup in his other hand. As you can see, the gnome and the dwarf also taking out their wooden cups and preparing to roll their dice. Oh, silly me. What's the starting bet? I forgot to ask. Um, we're starting at two silver. Should you wish to go higher, that is completely up to you. And I'll take out my dice set. All right. You will see that all three of them begin to shake their dice in their hands, each of them throwing the dice into their cups, shaking them again, and slamming them onto the table. And I will put out in front of me one gold and nine silver, and then I'll follow suit. Okay. You will see that the dwarf is going all in with seven silvers and one copper. The, the gnome will go down and place down two gold pieces. And the hooded figure will place down nine silvers. All right. And Seeing you... as you are the only one within the party that is playing, you are free to roll yours publicly. All right, and how do you do yours? <clears throat> uh, I will be rolling... I'm sorry, how do you do the dice game? Uh, okay, 10, 8, so 6. To, play, to play Dragon's Dice, you will need a D12. D12. You will need a D8 mm -hmm. and a D6. Okay. You will be rolling the D12 initially, and then you will roll the D8. And you can double your bet to add the d6. All right. And being proficient with the dice set, how do you want to do that? Uh, so, are you intending to cheat? That is the first question. Not intending to initially. Okay. So, I will ask you to go ahead and roll your d12 and d8. And then roll me a uh, sleight of hand, adding your proficiency, uh, or double your proficiency, should you be proficient in Dragon's Dice. Okay. 
D12. D8. Oof. So you are seeking to get as close to 21 as possible. Right. Okay, I'm probably not going to cheat this one. And then, yeah, I'll buy in for the D6. Okay, so you double your bet. Uh, you can see that the gnome and the dwarf both roll, but the hooded figure does not. And he only has nine silver. But somebody put in like two gold. Uh, the gnome. Bellatrix put in the two gold, and she is rolling as well. So there is currently four gold sitting in front of her. Go ahead and roll me that sleight of hand for me. With proficiency. With proficiency. If you are not already proficient. I am not. Uh, so we'll add two to this. Okay. Natural 20. Okay. So 22. 22. <clears throat> and with that natural 20, you will also know this. With a slight shake of your hand, you will notice both of your dice and the values under your cup. However, the one thing that you will, couldn't help but notice is the dwarf rolled snake eyes on both of his dice. Okay. You also noticed that the D8 that Bellatrix rolled was an 8. However, from this angle, you are unable to catch anything from the hooded figures. All right. I'll double my bet to three gold, eight silver, and I'll roll that six. Since I put down one gold, nine. Mm -hmm. Roll that six. Seventeen. Seventeen. Pretty solid. The others will look around for a moment before Bellatrix will shout out. Does anyone wish to make any additional bets? Oh, I wouldn't want to do that my first time down. This is your table after all. Well, it's not mine, it's his. And she'll nod over to the hooded figure. And I'll give a slight nod to the hooded figure. He will return the nod, but not speak. As there is a slight shake of the dwarf's head, who will lift his cup to reveal that he got only an eight, giving a grumble out as he throws his cup to the floor storming away from the table oh i'm so sorry uh you'll see that bellatrix displays a six eight and four Ooh. leaving herself at an 18. 
Very can't well. help but see her smile rise as you lift your own cup, playing the 17. As she begins to reach forwards for the coin, you see the hooded figure lift up his own cup, revealing the 12 and the 8 for a perfect 20 on his first roll. Hmm. A grumble could be heard from Bellatrix as the hooded figure gathers up the winnings from the table, slowly begins to count up the coin and place them in the stacks before beginning to roll his dice once more as if indicating he was ready for the next round. I raise my eyebrow at him when I see his dice roll. All right, one more. Well, guess I can go for one more as well. Uh, you'll see Bellatrix again take up her dice, start shaking it. Both of both her and the hooded figure slam the cups down, readying their dice. Same. Uh, this time, the hooded figure places down five gold. And Bellatrix will place down the remains of her money, which is two gold, two silvers, and one copper. I'll pull out one gold, one silver, and nine copper. Go ahead and roll your d12 and 8. All right, now we're going to try and sleight of hand, see if I can nudge him. Okay. Go ahead and roll that sleight of hand check. <sighs> Plus two, adjusted 20. Okay. You shift the cup ever so slightly. <clears throat> and you can't help but feel the movement within them, uh, you can go ahead and re-roll those dice. Nine and a five, better. Fourteen. You check the others. They have not seemed to have noticed this. Okay. You see Bellatrix unable to add to her Pot, she will stay where she is. However, you will notice that the hooded figure this time will roll and will double his bets to 10 gold. Oh man, this is going to bring me broke. All right. So my initial was 119, which if I double it would be 238. Yes, 238. I got to do it. Okay. I'm going broke. Five. Oh, it's 19. 19. You see Bellatrix puffing out as she lifts up a 12 and a 5. The hooded figure, a slight smile could be seen. 
as he lifts up an eight, a four, and a six. <laughs> as you can't help but smile and feel a slight joy under your breath as you lift the cup to reveal your 19. Bellatrix will let out a slight sigh. Yeah, you could see a slight hint of a smile, almost impressed with the fact that at least you're not getting the money and not the hooded figure. Right. Somebody beat this guy. However, you see the smile slowly fade from the hooded figure, the eyes locking you. You will However, see my piercing green eyes. To go forward, give a nod. And almost coyly raises his cup into the air as if to welcome another round as Bellatrix leaves the table. Oh, I apologize. It is getting late and I have a long day ahead of me tomorrow. But perhaps another game, another day. As I am new here. The smile still remains, but he will give a slight nod. Slipping the dice and the remains of his winnings into a small pouch at his side. His hand rises. You see Mr. Jem look in the general direction, give a nod towards the hooded figure. Prepare a glass. As he rises from the table and without another word makes his way over towards the bar. All right, how much did I win from that? You won a total of. So from that round, you won 10 gold from him, mm -hmm. uh, two gold, one silver, and one copper from Bellatrix. In oh. that round. Okay. Perfect. However, it seems that the table is now empty. <clears throat> I'll just slightly whistle to my, like, hum to myself as I'm walking away. Uh, do I see the red tiefling? You, are you looking up? Yeah. Uh, you notice that the red-headed human is there keeping a watchful eye. However, it does seem to be looking for business. However, the other two figures are not up there. Okay. Then I'll just put my money away and make my way to the room. And that's all I got. Harry. What are you doing tonight? Pretty much as soon as I would have gotten the opportunity to slip away, I would have. The goal being go back to the room, steal one additional end table. Uh, combine the two end tables side by side and use them as a drafting table. And I would like to start working on a plan using the hopefully soon available to me, Last Rock, to make some type of weapon. Okay. That's what my mind's been stuck on since I heard the black of Last Rock and the fact that it's here and so close. My mind is reeling with ideas. So, I would like to ask you, what idea would you like to try? Um, question. Did I see the shopkeep's weapon? You did not. 
the crowd was too thick and your attention was mostly on Adwin. Uh, you did see a slight hint of the palish rock that is known as the more compound version of Cannon Rock for only a glimpse before uh, Adwin and Olive made their way out. Perhaps if you had a bit more of a closer look, you might have gotten a, a more distinctable idea. Yeah, I know what I would like to try to make, but I don't feel that it's the right stepping stone to start with. So I don't know. Um, how about if I give you some things I'm looking to fulfill, and you decide if what maybe I might come up with? Uh, you can throw me two, as that will be probably the most time you will have tonight. Um, two ideas or two different variants? Two ideas. Um, so one idea would be, this one's pretty straightforward some way to utilize blast rock in farther flying arrows or and or explosive arrows but preferably distance uh, so hypothetically being, rocket arrows for the time being the idea of an explosive arrow seems to be Closer to home when it comes to your knowledge, and mainly due to the resources at hand, you think that that would be the easiest to accomplish. Uh, you can go ahead and roll me a intelligence check. Uh, if you are proficient in Tinkerer's tools, I will allow you to add your proficiency to that. I am. So just to make it easy on me so I don't have to manually add it. Currently, my intelligence is only one plus two, so I'm just going to roll any stat of mine that has a plus three. So it. that it just rolls. So, uh, you know what, here, this is an entry in check that I actually have permission. So. Okay. 22. Uh, using most of your nights, you can't help but notice that the moon is slowly beginning to fade on the horizon as you are beginning to finally set out the details of this blueprint. You have a feeling that the main issue is going to be the weight, uh, especially due to the fact that you haven't had first experience with the compound itself. You're not entirely sure if contact would be anything uh, to actually trigger it, never mind just a normal explosion or if a fuse could actually be used with the contraption itself. You get through most of the nights with relative ease, yet the main issue of range seems to have you stumped for most of it. 
It is then around the last few hours of the night you have a genuine idea of how to make it work, but the main issue is proper experience with the compound itself, the weight, and how much it will resist uh, the aerodynamics of the arrow. Okay, and that burns my entire night on one idea. Uh, that will spend your night with the first idea. Should you decide to try and go for a second one, you might be bordering exhaustion. Can I jot down notes to follow up then? Uh, you have a feeling that the main issue isn't exactly planning. It's more of the fact that you have little to no experience with the material itself. That no, uh, I feel like the ideas we missed here. I'm accepting that I'm not going to come up with another plan, but I don't want my idea to be lost. So I'm just going to like you know like uh, okay. th this idea, follow this up, this potential. And then uh, you will call it. go ahead and put in the last few notes. Uh, it's on a second idea that I have, so. Okay, go ahead and throw it at me. Yeah, so I just basically, uh, so since I've diagnosed like what I think the issues might be, how it might work, uh, the second I'd like note on the side, um, Delivery device question mark. Um, firing mechanism. Potential or entirely new weapon question mark on the side of the note. So it's kind of like if the delivery with a bow and arrow isn't sufficient with this, then what what traps would I have to make to potentially deliver this properly? Uh, we're gonna go so. ahead and just roll a base intelligence for this one. Wow, okay. That's kind of what you needed. Um, <laughs> you can't help but notice the slight A lot of big rolls today. light on the horizon as you begin this second set of notes. However, uh, with a little information from Olive as she returns, uh, and after asking a few questions before she turned in for the night, you did get a slight description of the device that Freya used within the general store, therefore giving you the general look and layout of the contraption that you had seen earlier. The actual okay. mechanics of whether or not it would work in any sort of fashion or if it would even work at all just based on these blueprints, you're not entirely sure. But it's a stunner. And I am I am Tired, extremely tired. I'm running out of night. So, with my notes, I will roll them up, tuck them safely into my bag, okay. and crawl into the 
I assume a normally sized bed, but large. Yes. Bed. And now to our third member of this particular room, Adwin. I know I'm good. I changed around. I'll be fine. I got nothing I need to do tonight. Yeah, we're good. Okay. He sleeps. He, you both can't help but notice that Adwin is most definitely uh, knocked out in his bed by the time you both return to your rest. Well, then only Harry would see me take off most of my heavy clothing and give it to my comfortable clothing, that image I sent you earlier. Which I'm gonna. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine it wouldn't be unfamiliar to me, would it? Yeah. 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 You've really never seen me in my casual clothes. So there you go. Okay. And then, yeah, we'll go to bed. As you all rest, all but one of you will find your sleep. Solo. Harry. You drift off, almost exhausted by your blues. Sleep almost seems peaceful as you drift into it. A lot more peaceful than you're used to. Whether you're on land or it's just finally getting away from everything. A level of peace seems to calm your mind. However, as you open your eyes, you do not see the familiar room shared by flowers and your new companion, Adwin. Instead, you see a familiar throne room of dark obsidian. The throne taken, the pale mask watching. You can't help but realize that you've been here before. Not the dream I wanted, but I guess it's the dream I'll be having. The figure in the throne does not move, continues to watch you with an ever-present gaze. A soft breeze could be felt behind you. As you look back, the doors to the great throne room could be seen open wide, the passageway opening up to a vast expanse of dark mountains and spires. You turn back to the figure who now tilts her head as the mask unchanging watches you from the throne. Turning over a new leaf and starting anew. These are great gifts for those unworthy of such. You have found yourself with new companions, no longer mothered and fathered by dwarves, of an unnatured burden, now free to bound and wish as you so please. I do hope that you have not forgotten our deal. 
How could I? You know me to be one to forget what I have promised. You see the figure slowly begin to rise from the throne. A winged creature perching at its side as this single figure rises to her feet. The black dress flowing behind her like a cascade of shadows as she slowly approaches you. You can't help but see a slight smile behind the mask. There are those who seek peace and comfort like you are right now. The suffering of them is paramount to their own benefactors. We shall find them and put them to rest. That will be your purpose, Harrington. You can't help but blink for a moment in your dream as the figure fades, yet the hands reach over your shoulders, the fingers digging in, yet there is no pain, just the feeling, the feeling of cold rising up your spine. I do hope that you seek to put those to rest. I do not wish for them to suffer as you have. Be free and put them to rest. You kind can't of bow my head. Feel the air fill your lungs once more as you jolt up from your bed. The sun has slightly risen. The faint figures of your new companions are still in their beds. Yet you can't help but feel the cold hands resting on your shoulders still. You're gonna kind of like pull the blanket up tighter and like kind of not flop down, but you know, just kind of like laid down with, I guess the flop, I guess. I, it's just not loud, just enough to, I just kind of like lay down without supporting myself. You look to your side and you can't help but notice a familiarity, a shadow amongst the white of your pillow, a single raven's feather. Is my bag within reach of me? You'd have to move, but yes. Is it like beside the bed? You'd have to reach down. I'm just gonna kind of like, if I know the bag's there, I'm just gonna like take the feather and just kind of like tuck it into like a side pouch or something of it. As the feather reaches into your bag, you can't help but feel the cold release from your shoulders. The room returns to almost a warmth. The cold fades, 
the comfort of your covers are almost stifling now as you're so bundled up. You're not sure how long it's been. You're not sure if you truly got any real rest. But there is a distinct little silence in the air. guess I will try to get what little bit of sleep I have left. Close your eyes, expecting to see the face once more. However, you slowly sift away into sleep. You will find rest. For how long is the question. You all begin to slowly come out of your stupor, each slowly becoming relatively aware of your new situation, your new companions, and what a future could entail. Soft jingling of a bell could be heard downstairs as a distinctful smell of meats, potatoes, and a general breakfast slowly began to filter within each of your sinuses. It is a new day. It is a new land, fresh for opportunity, fortune, and even perhaps a little sign of legend. And that is where we will end our first session for the night. Nice. We're playing again tomorrow, right? (laughs) 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 Well, uh, sadly, no combats, even though someone certainly got hurt. Uh, a slight little bit of introduction, but usually that's how things go in the first session. Right. First sessions uh, suck. Well, that's why I made sure you had to have something. You are level three after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I apologize if I didn't get through too much tonight. But introductions had to be made, characters had to be introduced and placed. But a job has been made. A quest has been given. Mysteries left to unfold. No, it's all good. I got 10 gold. I'm going to (laughs) retire. I'm rich. (laughs) Rich in this economy? In this town. (laughs) <laughs> I gotta make guess, sure uh, my buddy's safe guessing you're gonna have to unretire after a day or two <laughs> <laughs> oh wait how much how much does beer cost shit hold on okay, wait up, I'll be right back Tom Mr. Tom Brady <laughs>
<clears throat> don't let me over. I'm over here just researching the god that I've made an agreement to that I don't even remember at this point, and I don't fully understand what I'm being asked of. <laughs> just go back to the VOD. Oh. Uh, yeah. No, I'm Welcome a... to the frontier. Uh, you've been introduced to Benin, to Freya, and Mr. Jem. You have a general knowledge of what the heck's happened here recently and what they need you to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm excited. Whether or not you guys get along is the real question. Oh, and then we got to deal with Mother next week? Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mother's always watching, Algalon Stonehopper. You're not my real mother. Not that you know of. My real mother's nice. Yeah, if she was your real mother, that would be kind of disturbing. That would be, you know. <laughs> you butt twistiest of twists. Gam gam? <laughs> okay, so just a... Just so I know. So it's an owl familiar? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> all right well thank you for playing it was short and it was delightful all the same I think uh, I think I'm going to enjoy seeing how this goes oh thanks for doing this I'm super excited Everyone else hates I mean, your game, apparently. So, oh, shit. I'm still researching. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> reading paragraphs here, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. But the problem is, I feel like this is very uh, home. Like he made it himself because everything I'm finding doesn't see about an agreement with this. So I feel like um, the deity, the deity, out of character, yeah. above board. It sounds like um, I'm a fucking matron of at this point, matron of crows. Um, I know who it is. Uh, it's the Raven Queen. Raven Queen. That's it. Yeah. Um, I feel like I just got told to assassinate people, but I have no idea who to assassinate. <laughs> and, like, I don't understand. I've never <laughs> messed with religions in D&D. That's, like, one thing I've never touched. So. Oh, you have chosen the worst GM for that. <laughs> The best case scenario is like my first character for some reason got chosen as like the god of nature, like the deity of nature's champion, which is really odd considering my character ain't nothing but fake. Um, From all you know, she's watching you. Trust me, I have two feathers telling me that, so uh, I, I know. Um, I was going to say thanks everybody for hanging out in chat. Uh, this game will come back in two weeks. There will be another game on Sunday, which I DM, Tomb of Annihilation. That'll be 7 p.m. Eastern, so check it out. But tomorrow we will be playing um, probably either Dead by Daylight or Video Horror Society.
So if you want to check that out, I want to thank everybody for hanging out. I'll put this VOD up on YouTube, Parkless TV on YouTube. Uh, so, and yeah, hopefully we'll have a whole campaign going with this. And I'll see you all next time. Thanks for hanging out. If no one told you yet, we love you all very much. I want to thank everyone who hung around in chat. No 